from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week in Nintendo Main, I got to the end of Monster Hunter Rise. There's a new Ace Attorney trailer, and John figured out the best way to utilize the indie sales. As far as I'm concerned, Pac-Man can go puck himself. I got 13 games for 45 bucks. sales thing welcome everyone to nintendo main podcast your place for nintendo fans talking about nintendo stuff like monster hunter rise and indie sales <laughs> and such like that i'm a little loopy because i just got my second visor shot so Woo-woo. so bear with me on this i do definitely feel weird your signal different. looks way better than usual my yeah <laughs> yeah this free wi-fi is really it's wonderful i'm really <laughs> been i've really been looking forward to it it's gonna save us a lot of money no, it's uh, yeah. I, I just I feel a little woozy. So how many it, hours out are you from the shot right now? Uh, it's about seven and a half hours. I took it. Yeah, okay. So did it just hit you like a little while ago? Uh, I took it. I, we went. We got some food and ate it right after, and watched watched some TV for like two hours. And I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed. And then I went to bed for two hours. And then I just I just felt really really like thirsty, and my and my throat's all like dry. So I got my zero sugared Gatorade here to drink during during nice. this. So. They'll help me get through it. Didn't really ske- didn't schedule any guests because I didn't know how I was going to be feeling for this. So it's just us, but we got we got a lot to talk about. There's there's stuff still happening and all that in the Nintendo world. But we're going to start off the show as we normally do. Oh yeah, we have names, and and we're your hosts. I'm Trey and Game Johnson. I'm Jeremy, PC gamer, Mikowski. I'm John Flow Knitter. Flow, not flow as in your grandma flow, but flow as in like the cool flow, like progressive flow. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I was like progressive I, flow. Yes, sure. I was thinking like hustle and flow. That was like the first thing that I thought. But I'll take it. Like you it's know, hard like, out here for John. Like like rap like rap flow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> let's start off the show like we normally do and talk about the games that we have and games that we bought and shit. I guess we'd talk about Monster Hunter now because Jeremy and I we both play that game. That's basically what we do. Now. <laughs> well, uh, not me as much anymore, but you, but you still do. Uh, I, I got, I got to the end of it. I got to the end game. I guess I fought the final, final, final giant boss. I actually, I think there's probably more boss in there. I don't know, but I fought like one, the one that's like the big boss. I won't like spoil much of it. It does, it is does it definitely feels different than anything else I played in the game. So that's cool. And thankfully, it's not a rampage level. I was afraid that the final level was going to be rampage, and it isn't. So. That's good, but it's kind of like a combination of rampage and the regular one. But yeah, I I, I got to the I got to the end, um, and uh, I I tried it by my I, I basically tried it with people online a few times. I was streaming it too as well because I did a because I did like a streamed it with a DJ RBG DJ mix, and while I was playing it and listening to it, I was like, man, I really miss I really miss RPGs. <laughs> it's like I, I need to go back to playing those RPGs that I used to play. 
And uh, anyway, I, I played it with some people online. I lost the first time. Uh, and, and then I played it again. And then I got completely disconnected from everybody online. So I had to play by myself. And I lost again. And then I lost the third time. And then the fourth time, I made it through. And yeah, it's just like at the end, there's like, you know, there's not a second credits or anything. But there's, they just kind of like say like, oh, hey, you did this. And then they're like, just keep doing those level seven battles. And then I just I was like, well, what what would happen if I did all of them? So I just looked I just looked online, and they're like, well, nothing yet. <laughs> there's like right. So I I imagine there's going to be a an expansion. Yeah, there's so I guess all the previous monster hunters have like a level G that's above seven. That's like an even harder level. But from what I've read, that doesn't get added until later. That's that's normally a DLC thing, and it was for World as well. So that's something we'll expect in the future. They already said that they're adding stuff, so. You know, it's not like it's not like it's not going to be there, but yeah. So, so I did that. I got I got the gun. I got like the gun that I wanted, like the best. What I thought was one of the best sh- uh, light bow guns there is. I got the night owl, which has repeating. The Pierce ammo one and two are both repeating, so you have uh, you get a lot more damage with that. Also, the critical level is higher, so your affinity is higher, so you have higher like critical shots and stuff like that. And it has like super quick reload speed. So that that was like the big weapon that I really wanted. And I hunted forever for like this one item that I needed, and uh, we talked about it a little bit with uh, with Alex last week. But in this game, for sure, a hundred percent, you want to kill the monsters more than you capture them. Don't capture the yeah. fucking monsters. You get less items, and you get and there's a and there's a lot of items that you will only get if you fully kill the monster. So if anybody's listening to this and you're online, stop fucking setting up traps. It's really annoying. So, so I read a reason for. Um capturing like one of the only reasons i could see as being super advantageous is if you use the axe because you can't for whatever reason you can't get the tail of the monster with that weapon so the only way to get the tail is to capture it oh really i, I didn't know that and then i think there's also some parts you can only get by capturing them as well but that's just with some of them yeah but from, from what i heard the parts like the more rarer parts you'll you'll have a better chance of getting them if you kill the monster than if you capture it so it's you know, all in all if you're looking for the specific things, that's like whatever percentage, it's better to just kill the monsters. But well, I'll talk I'll talk to you about it when you get to your stuff, Jeremy. But I forget I forget what it was called. Oh yeah, the Nar the Narga Modelo, and it's like from the Narga Nargaruka. It's that like uh, actually you might not, might have not even seen it yet. Or no, I don't I don't remember if it's in the Village Quest or not. It's like a bat looking thing. It's like kind of it's like a big giant bat with like yeah, I fought his him. Arms. He throws throws fruit at you. No, not that guy. Oh, no, no. I know you're talking about, though, because uh, for whatever reason, I just have like a ton of parts from this monster, even though I only fought it once. Yeah. And I've made a bunch of stuff with it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, do you want me to tell you now? The, about the, what? About how useless those parts are that you have, or they will become useless once you get to the oh, next part. Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, I, I was going to tell you, don't spend a whole lot of time collecting parts in the village quest because they all become obsolete once you get to the high the high rank. Oh, they, really? Yeah. Because you need, for high rank stuff, you need the same item, but it's like item plus. And, oh, and, kind of like the uh, armor spheres. Yeah. So so once you get, well, you can still use the armor spheres, but the one, but like the monster parts and stuff, they're worth nothing once you get to the high rank because they can only, you can only make the lesser equipment with them. If you want to make the high rank equipment, the S equipment, you have to do that with high rank parts which you can only get from high rank missions. So 
so like the parts that so any basically after a certain point you won't be able to get any you won't be able to make anything with anything from the village missions so it kind of makes that whole part obsolete if you want to get the ultimate stuff for everything i mean not really because well you can sell it i guess you're still beefing yourself up to be able to handle those harder missions sure but i mean when it gets to a certain level you we won't last if you're not wearing high rank gear yeah. Like maybe like level six or so. But anyway, I got this fucking Mar- Narga Medella, which I was trying to find forever, which is the one piece that I couldn't that I couldn't get for the gun. And I was playing online a bunch. And finally, I had a really good game where nobody captured the monster and we killed the monster. And I got it. And I actually had like, I was really happy. I was like, oh, fuck, there's the fucking Narga Medella. Let's go. Let's go make the weapon. And then I made the weapon. And I was like, yes. And then I played like one mission with it. And then the next day, you know, for my Saturday night stream, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm like, I got the weapon that I want. I don't need to play like the same fucking guy over and over and over again. Now I can just go, now I can just go and do the rest of the missions. And I did. And I just went and did, you know, I just did like the, what is it? Five missions. And then you get to go to the next level. And I did that. And then I went to the guy and I fought the guy and I was like, okay. And I've put, I mean, I've put almost 90 hours into this game. I've put like 89 hours or something like that into Monster Hunter. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready for a break. I need a break. So I'm taking a break from Monster Hunter in the as of right now. I'm still open to playing it multiplayer and stuff, you know. And I'll definitely play it when there's DLC and all that. But as of right now, I'm just kind of, I'm going to take a break. Because I played it, it was way too, I played it for way too long and... I feel like I went into it really hot, and I'm like, I need, I need to back off for a while. I still like it. You've had it for what about three weeks or so? Yeah, about I think. I mean, it was like you know, it was kind of like a. I mean, it wasn't to the extreme of Hitman Three, but it was kind of like Hitman Three was for you. And right. and I and, I've, and when I was listening to the RPG soundtrack that I did, I was like, man, I really miss, RP, miss RPGs. So I went back to playing Bravely Default Two for a while. But it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's still great, but I, yeah, I put almost a hundred hours into it. I'll definitely have a hundred hours in there by the end of the year because I do want to play all the DLC stuff. I just kind of got to the point where I'm like, okay, I have everything that I want right now, and I and I beat the final boss. I don't feel like I there's not really anything else that I want to do as of right now, so I'm fine with just like putting it down for a minute. You got your money's worth. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I like it, and there's gonna be stuff added, so it's. You know, there's 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 going to be stuff in the future, but as of right now, I'm I'm giving I'm giving the old girl a rest. For, for I think it'll be like bit. your your what Rocket League is to me, which is I go back every once in a while. I was hot on it for a really long time, longer than I think you were for Monster Hunter. But then again, at the time, that was one of my only games. Yeah. So But now I just kind of go back to it. You know, I feel like playing a little Rocket League. I do that. I think you'll you'll do the same for Monster Hunter. I mean, it's going to be like Splatoon 2, where I'll just go back for the events and stuff. Or if I hear about an extra build that I don't have that I want to fuck around with, I'll be like, okay. Or if I want to go and try another weapon. I was kind of, I, well, that's the point I was I was at. I was kind of like, okay, I need, I need to back away because I'm kind of, uh, I played it too much. I felt like, I was like, I need, I need a break. So I've taken a break from it. But how is your monster hunting going, Jeremy? Might as well talk about it. <clears throat> both together since we're talking about it here yeah well uh as you just said i'm mostly focusing on village quests so i guess i'm setting myself up for the big disappointment <laughs> no i mean i'm it's how i've learned how to play and i enjoy it and I'm, I'm on all the i'm on the level six quests now so there's no quests left where i can only fight one monster like they're all like multiple monster quests in the village on the village level and uh i can't i keep taking the um what are they called the the rank the what the test you take where you can open up the new tiers and oh the license tests 
yeah, I've done that. So now I'm up to the level four. Oh, that's good. Yeah, if you do if you do those level if you do those, you can skip some of the early missions of the hub of the hub area. So yeah, so I'm on yeah. uh, level four rampage, which I've only tried it once, but I got my ass kicked. Um, I got it to where I was down the very last enemy, and he got through the wall. So it sucked. I I, I was kind of pissed afterwards because it took so long. Yeah, I, I think I don't I, really like those sections that much. I want to get I don't like them either, them, but I don't. <laughs> even want to play them to get better at them yeah i I don't really like them either and i think i was stuck for a long time on that one that you did and i feel like i did i did something and like completely went around it and i didn't even have to do it because yeah there was one rampage that i was stuck on and i even played with somebody on the stream that was watching and we can and we tried to do it and we couldn't get through it like even with somebody i could talk through talk to through chat and all that stuff and it was like yeah but and even and I even tried doing like the join request and get people on there, but nobody would ever join that one. Which I, I was thought, getting so pissed because yeah. there was like a there was a flying monster that was shooting fireballs at me. Yeah, <laughs> and every time I would try to repair my or you know you set up a new turret or whatever, he would just keep hitting me over and over again. Every time I'd almost be finished yeah. doing it, boom, hits me. And so I'm like sitting there watching like these other monsters destroy the gate. I'm like, I gotta fucking kill them, but I need to get my turrets mo- going. Otherwise, I can't. And then, yeah, it was it was really frustrating. But yeah, I, that's I, the only thing holding me back and kind of making me want to rage quit from time to time are those fucking rampage quests. Yeah, thankfully you don't have to do that many of them. Like, I guess there are a couple like story based ones in the hub quests that you have to do. But I got I was able to get help online help for those, and I did that's actually try next. Not have to replay it, but I but there was a way that I got around the one that you're stuck on. I think I ended up just doing the license mission, which is like over that, that overrode it and was like, okay, See, now, for you, now you don't reason, have to do Rampage. Not, it won't give me a new license mission. Like it's not showing up. Oh, weird. Because once I did the, because I think the level three one is the one that's the Magnum Allo and another thing where you have to do two or no, you have to do three. Have you done that one? Yeah, yet? I won that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, beat, got, I got carded once and ever so slightly, like I almost didn't get carded, but the very yeah. end he got me. Yeah, I did. I did that one with the three, and then it offered me another one. But I don't think I did the second one. I don't know what I did, but somehow I. I did. I did the yeah. second one as well. I okay. did the one after the Magnamella one. Yeah, because because somehow which was actually I was, easier. I don't know. I felt like it got like a little. You know, it gets more challenging and more interesting when you get to the. Well, there's there's more there's more stuff you could do. It just opens up more when you get to the higher rank. Like there's more options to. You, you can start creating like gems and stuff that'll add more stuff to your weapons and and uh, armor and, and shit like that. So. Is that what the slots are all about? Yeah, those are the slots, which you can't even do anything with until nope. you get to high rank. Because, well, they'll have little icons on them that show, like, how many gems you can put on it or whatever while, while you're buying it, while you're forging it or, or uh, upgrading it and stuff like that. So it keeps on giving. And people could play it. Like I said, if I wasn't, like, I mean, I could always just start another weapon and do that. And I just I just felt like I needed to play some other games, was, was how I felt. I've only, I've only had it for two weeks as of yesterday, and I'm at Red about to hit 54 hours, so definitely get my money's worth out of this game as well. I really kind of feel like I'm I get all the little things they're wanting you to do, like between missions. So now I'm actually doing like I'll send out my palicos and my palamutes to do missions for me. And, um, you know, I always have I'm strategic about what you know, within whatever level I can about what so- sub quests I take. So I'm always trying to accomplish something at once or more than one thing at a time when I'm going on a mission. So that's really fun. Once you get all the plates spinning, as I, I think I wrote here, once all the plates are spinning, you really kind of 
get even more addicted to the game loop, I think, because now I've got extra pieces coming in that I don't have to go hunt down myself. And um, I keep going, I check, you know, I've been checking that nest every day and. Oh yeah. Yeah. The nest. But uh, I don't know. I, I want to get to the high rank, so I, I must be really close. But as of last week, I was stuck on Magnamello. I ended up either that, I think it was the next day that I beat him. Um, yeah, because well, we, we played, easily. Yeah, we, we did do like an online, we, we played online after last week's recording, and we yeah. did uh, we did some hub quests, but we were just doing one and two, just level one and two mm-hmm. ones. And I was like, and I was like, let's fight. I was like, let's fight Magnamello. We could do it. I was like, let's do it right now, and we'll beat him together. But you wanted to do it on your own, so. Which is fine. I understand that. I was just, I was just kind of, I'm not fucking around with it. Concerned with that anymore. I'll accept help for anything else. Once I saw Magnamalo on level seven of the hub, I was like, I was like, I'm strong. I can take him. I I didn't. He kicked my ass. I wasn't (laughs) able to beat him. I I tried to go do it solo on level seven, Magnamalo, because I was like, oh, I could do it. I'm so tough now. And yeah, he beat me. So I ended up just bringing people in from the internet to do it. So even though people have told me these things and I'm remembering them in my head or I've been, you know, heard them on podcasts or in articles I've read, whatever. Um, it's just like these things are clicking with me finally. So like I finally figured out about using the wire bug to get back up. When yeah. I knocked down, which I feel like a fucking idiot. I should have been doing that the whole time, but I wasn't. I figured that out recently. So that's been a huge game changer for me. And uh, also about restocking my items from the little house, which you told me about. But I wasn't oh, yeah, doing it's so. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought what I brought into the mission with me was all I had. So I've been going through like you know, well, shit. I'm down to like my last potion, and I don't have any more. So I'm fucked. If, but now I can. I, now I'm like, oh wait. I, so on those ones where I had to fight three bosses, for instance, like I definitely needed to like top up, top up my potions and stuff. So I was happy I could do that. And those missions actually ended up being really fun. I really like those ones where you have to take down multiple monsters because. Well, it's it's definitely fun if you can ride one to the other one, and right? Have which them fight each other. They're not always on the map together, but I've gotten a little oh, better sure, with that yeah. too. Like I, I've got, I figured out how to like keep slamming them into the wall, you know. And uh. I like to use them to like knock parts off the other ones. And... Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do every time. I take one and I'll I'll do like the attack dodge, which I saw that on a video somewhere. Where you do like the heavy attack, but you hit dodge before it goes through the whole an- animation, so you can start it again. And I do that a few times to knock like knock some parts off. And then I'll once that once like the meter gets all the way up to where it has the where it shows that you can do the super move. Instead of doing the super move, I just slam one monster into the other one because it makes the other mm-hmm. one automatically mountable after that. And then I yep. jump onto the other one, and then I just repeat back and forth like that. Or if there's no other yeah, monsters there, I'll just run them back. I'll just run them into walls over and over again, which you can do up to like four times if you have the third wire bug. So okay. that's pretty cool, and you get like a hundred some damage each time. So pretty. Well, cool. Well, it's definitely fun, like playing those. Um, what did you just call them? The uh, what are the missions called where you skip Lic- the license missions? Right, the license ones. That first one was really fun because I was so OP. Like I'm just like so strong compared to these monsters and it was fun going back and fighting them again and just like decimating them like they only got a chance to run away like one time so that was pretty fun getting that i guess the closest to the end game experience i'll have for the moment but yeah i'm gonna keep playing this like i said 54 hours still want to play it every day maybe a little less now that i'm I'm not i don't find myself wanting to sit down and play it quite as many hours in a row like maybe an hour now instead of like three 
but I'm going to keep playing it. I mean, I got to hit at least. You got to hit. I, I at least got to hit the high rank so I can see all that new shit. You got to get to high rank, man. And then you got to get to the final which, boss. <laughs> which is what? What do I have to get to on the hub? Six on the hub? Do you have to high rank or is it six? No, I, th- I, think, I think high rank starts at four. No? Or is oh, it shit. five? So if I beat, so if I beat the uh, thing I'm stuck on, maybe that'll get me the high rank. Yeah, because I, I think because I think it's one through three or low rank, and then it switches after that. So like oh. four through six is high rank, but then there's additional seven after six. Well, then that's probably what's going on. I'm literally being held back by one mission, which really yeah. sucks. But yeah, I'm I gonna for- try to play it some more, and hopefully by next week I'll be at high rank. I forget what I did. I mean, if you if I watched like the stream that I it, I did it while I was streaming, so I could find it on there. But I did. I was in the same position that you were, where I played it over and over again. And it was just like, it was just a slog. Like, it wasn't fun. Like, because, yeah, you play it for like a long ass time. It's not like the 15, 20 minute missions that you can do in the regular ones. And it's like. They also don't feel as rewarding either because you might get like two monster items out of it. Yeah. When, and, whatever you, yeah, you when skin you skin off the final guy. When you, knock, when you knock parts of the monsters off, it doesn't actually count anything towards anything. It's just like. You get shit you can use like in the battle. It's not like anything mm-hmm. that'll that'll help you build stuff later. So, so I don't come yeah. away from those missions feeling like I gained anything, which is part of the addicting nature of this game. Yeah, it's, it's, much like Hades, it's like you're making progress even if you're failing. You're at least still you're taking items with you and able to move up and, and rank a little bit. Yeah, that's how I feel. And it's who knows? Maybe next week I'll be the only one who has anything to say about. Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I might, I might jump in and play it again. It'd be but... cool to squad up at some point this week, though. I would like to do that if you're yeah. into it. I mean, I would, I would play it on, I would play it on multiplayer anytime. I just like on my own. I was like, uh, you know, I, th- I think I've seen enough for right now. Although, take we've a been break. playing after this, we record, but I figured that wouldn't probably happen this week because you're. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it today. <laughs> I don't yeah, feel. I didn't think that. I don't feel like right. doing it today because everything feels weird. But, I don't know. I mean, why don't you go through the rest of what you got? Okay. And then I can say what I got, and then you can have the main event of John's. Sure. I don't have to take too much time with mine. But oh, yeah. it's it's fine. Yeah. So as I was saying, I, uh, I I wanted to play an RPG again, so I took a break on Monster Hunter Rise, and I went back to Bravely Default Two, and I beat that boss that I was stuck on. So hooray! I, I like Bravely Default Two, but it's very much like it's the RPG for the RPG masters. <laughs> this is what it is. It's very much like it's very much difficult, but. I, I kind of had to, you know, I had I had to look at a guide on this guy that I was stuck on, and it's so like, I there's I would have never known that I had to go back to this place that I'd never been to before and find this mystical cat that can freeze this guy, and you know, like I would have never known any of this shit. Like you would have not stumbled upon this by playing it by yourself. So it's like that is kind of something that's annoying, and I hope it like opens a little bit more where I don't have to look at a guide every time I'm at a boss, you know, because that is kind of annoying, but. I, still, I mean, at least you know yeah. that you were justified in looking at it because that's freaking obscure. Yeah, I would have never found this because I didn't even know where this thing was. And it's like, and it's funny because the area that this thing is is an area that I wouldn't have even gone to until later in the game because there's a side mission that's in there. But I don't think you even go there through the side mission until after this thing you have to beat. So it's like, okay, like I, it, it was so weird. Like I'd never been here before. And yeah, it's like this fucking magic cat that can do a freeze spell. That'll freeze the boss, and if you if you fully freeze him, it'll do like five hundred damage every round. So if you freeze him and you poison him, that's like a thousand damage every round. So that really helps you like cut him down. And he's like twenty six thousand hit points or something like that. 
And uh, what I ended up doing is, you know, you can you can magnify them at any time and figure out what their weak weaknesses and all that stuff are is. And he was weak. He was weak to like uh, knives. So I bought a whole bunch of throwing knives from the store, and I would just throw knives at him with every character, and that and that's like five hundred damage each time. So I would just do that, and I and weirdly enough, this seems so silly, but one of the main reasons what I really had to do to beat him was just not brave or default. Don't do either of them. Just play it regularly, which seems mm-hmm. so weird. But that's that seems to be like how a lot of the bosses are, where you just don't do any of that extra stuff. I guess a lot of times you would default because you can you automatically. Um, guard when you're when you're defaulting and then you get extra uh, battle points or whatever but the the class that he was the berserker i think is what it is he can actually he can actually cut through your default so your defense isn't actually any higher if you're defaulting so actually defaulting doesn't really do anything in in the mission so they don't want you to do that so i found it was much easier for me to just play it like it's a regular rpg and just go like just one just one move per turn instead of like braving and doing like 16 moves per turn or whatever you know so that was really what did it for me and i and i made it through and it felt it always feels so easy when you figure it out or when you read it's how to do it and then you do it and then you're like okay and now he's dead and that was easy but it was way harder with me not knowing what to do and just trying to do it my own way so i don't know but i got but i got more uh you know i, I got another job for that and i maxed up so, maxed out some of the other jobs and i went to this uh magic area it's called like Wizworld or something, something like that. But it's covered in, it's covered in all these giant trees, and it looks really cool. Like the art on that game is great. Like I really like how all the how the towns look and stuff. It has like these like vines going through it where you can't use like the steps because of, because of this overgrowth. So you actually have to walk on the tree to go to another part to get through the town and all that stuff. So it was nice to return to it because I was like, because it was you know this is like a big year for RPGs, and I wanted to try to get through as many as I as I could, especially. Bravely Default, since I was hoping to get through Bravely Default before Shin Megami Tensei 3 comes out, which comes out at the end of May, and then there's Ease 8 like a week after that, so I wanted to try to like get through both Ease of those nine. also. Or Ease 9, yeah. Already beat 8. And then of course there's the Pokemon game at the end of the year, which I haven't even talked about, or I hadn't mentioned before, the the remake of the Platinum and all that stuff. So there's a lot to do, so I wanted to try to get through Bravely Default, but yeah, I beat that boss, so yay. Nice. <laughs> and it's what I I meant like thirty hours, I think, in that game. So I mean it's definitely it's not like I'd barely played it. I definitely played it a lot at the front, so I've been going t- back to it. But there's been uh the, you know, there was that huge indie sale from last week, and this is of course what like John will be talking about as well, but there's a lot of stuff on sale, so I I just kinda look through where things were at, and I bought some stuff too. I ended up buying the Serious Sam collection because I like I like dumb first-person shooter games, and uh, Serious Sam is about as dumb as they come. But it's actually a lot better than the last Serious Sam game I played. I bought Serious Sam on GameCube, and that was just like it was just like an arena, and they and it was just they I would remember. just throw monster after monster after monster at you. And I'm like, well, I don't want this. I mean, I want like levels. I don't want just like one thing where you just fight people over and over again. But this one is is better. It's more. There are levels, but it's also like fucking hard as shit, man. Like it's it's a hard ass game. Like I was playing the first one. Oh, and not to mention that I totally screwed up everything the first time. Like I bought I bought the game, and you know I bought it. It was half off, so it's thirty dollars normally. I bought it for fifteen. That's three games, so that's five dollars a game. Plus you get DLC for each of the games too. So I think you end up getting like six games technically plus the DLC. So there's a lot of stuff in there. But uh, I didn't realize that in the game, all of the save points are all in one thing. 
So like if you want to play like That's shitty. Yeah, so so like you're so if you want to play like one, two or three, all of your saves are in the same part. So I ended up playing like an hour of one, but then accidentally saving over my saves from one with two and three because I didn't realize that they weren't their own separate thing. Weird. So I lost all my all the stuff that I did in one, and I found out the next time that I played it that I actually saved over all of my saves. So how are you supposed to make any progress in one game? You just got to play one all the way through. No, no, you just have to you just you just have to like look at what your saves are and just not save over the ones. But it's oh, I understand. But yep. it basically has like and you know I would expect that there would be like a different save folder for each game, but got there's it. one folder that say that has all of your saves in it. And I think you can only save like maybe 10 total. So you basically have to interdisperse those through all the different things that are on there, like through like the DLC or the, or the games or whatever. But if you're just doing like me and you're just going like, okay, save, and then you just save and you don't look at what you're saving, you'll actually be saving over your other saves. So I played one for like an hour and then I played two for like an hour and then I played three for an hour and all I had was saves for three because I saved oh, over the one and two stuff. Because I didn't realize that they were all in the same folder, so that's that's what happened. And I was like, okay, fuck. So I just so I started over one again. I've played I played like an hour into it. You should play each game on a different profile. Yeah. Well, I mean, I figured it out now. Where I'm just like, okay, I got to look at what it is. I can't just like automatically save. And I have now it's like half saves from three and half saves from one. And uh, and I was playing one and one right off the bat kind of looks like a budget game. Like you can definitely. Like the graphics look like like what you would see from something that's like cheaper and not really. You I think know, it pretty I, much was a budget game at the time. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I, think, I remember them being like the Serious Sam games being like less than retail price. Yeah, less than the standard retail price. Looking at it right off the bat, you're like, oh yeah, this looks really cheap. But <laughs> but it's but it does actually it is fun because it gets really intense. Like they throw you, they throw a lot of guys at you and different things, and it is very very much like Twitch shooting, I guess. You gotta Is that be, a cell shaded game? It's not cell shaded, no. Oh, I think it's something else. Maybe like thirteen was was cell shaded. That. That's another FPS that I, that I think of. But but yeah, it's just it's it's all about like running and gunning, like very much like Doom, but in Serious Sam version. And it's uh yeah, it's it's fun enough. But I I I basically got stuck a bunch of times on the first one because it gets really hard really quickly. Like they ramp up the difficulty really 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 early. Like I found the double barreled shotgun. And you have to fight like I'm not exaggerating. You have to fight like 50 guys to get out of the double bear shotgun area to keep the the shotgun. And it took me forever to get out of there because, yeah, because there's these characters that like jump at you and they do a shit ton of damage, and you don't really know where they're at, and they and they throw a bunch of them at you at once, and it's kind of freaky because a lot of it is like audio based. Like they, you hear like the galloping. They're like you know they're like big like a uh, demon horse looking guys. Then and, and it's like. You hear like this in the background and you're like, fuck, where are they? Where are they? And then all of a sudden they hit you and you don't know where they came from. And same with, they have those, uh, I'm sure if you played any of them, you remember the bomb guys, the headless bomb guys. Yep. They're probably, if there was a mascot to head to serious Sam, I think it'd be the headless bomb guys, <laughs> but they like, they yell. I don't know how they don't have heads, but I think that's the joke. But, <laughs> but you hear them like, <laughs> and it gets like louder and louder and you don't know where they are. And that's kind of freaky too. So it's kind of hard to play it if you're listening to a podcast or something because you because you don't know where they are and then all of a sudden they'll hit you and you'll die. <laughs> so it's yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that. But I mean, it's it's fun. Even though I feel like the part that I got to on one, it seems like impossible to get through. I don't even know. I got to the point where you have to get this key and then you get stuck in this cage 
and they basically throw all these guys to you in this tiny room that you can't get out of. And then they throw like 20 of those fucking uh, demon horses things that I was just talking about at the at the gate of the of the door. So you can't get out. I mean, you can try to run through them, but once you run through them, there's these big giant spider minigun guys that are all around the outside <laughs> also. So it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like doom on steroids pretty much. It's like, let's just put every single character in every level and get ridiculous about it. And it's hard. Like it feels like it's yeah. FPS hard. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how far I get through one. I wanted to try to beat one, two and three cause they're not that long of games, but, but they definitely get difficult really quickly. So, but I recommend it if anybody likes like dumb shooters, you know, and stuff like that. It's definitely scratches that itch that I needed. But uh, I, I know there was some like there was there was some issues with three though. I really wanted to try out three because they said it runs on Switch, but it doesn't run great. And it doesn't it doesn't run great. Like it, it's kind of a little jumpy, but it doesn't really bother me. But I wish it ran better because three is actually really cool. Three feels more like a com- more complete game. Like there's like voiceover in it. The graphics look a lot better. You know, you can run. You can do melee attacks. It can do all this stuff that you could do in like earlier first person shooters that you couldn't do in the other ones and it feels like a more complete game like the i feel like the story there's more of a story like the characters look better like the bad guys look better and i really like three from what i played of it it's just a little it's just not as smooth as it could be and the and the textures are, are kind of like not great looking you know is what i'd say but but it's, it's too bad because it looks because that one looks really really good and i wish they would have done a little bit more with it and i think it's been i think it's been patched somewhat because i Remember seeing reviews about it that said that three like barely even ran, and it it's running fine for me. Like I haven't, it hasn't got like all sluggy to where I can't even move or can't play well. It just doesn't look great, you know. It doesn't look as good as it should on the Switch, I think. But I still recommend it for. I mean, it's a great great collection, and I was kind of hesitant on Serious Sam because of the other one that I played. But this one, yeah, it's it's cool. There's enough to do on it, and there's a lot of extra shit. So I thought it was good value for that. For, for 15 bucks it was one of those things where i was thinking about getting a bunch of other stuff and i saw serious sam was on sale and i had it saved as on my wish list and i was like oh shit well I, I gotta try this one then so i'm mostly just playing these but what was it uh oh yeah uh, well i also bought what was it I, I also bought this uh racing game which i haven't played that much of but I, I heard it mentioned in another game it's called rise race the future and uh it's it's kind of like it's like basically if uh Need for Speed and F Zero had a kid. It's kind of it's kind of mm-hmm. how it feels. And there's a there's like car style levels, but then all of a sudden you'll hit like a big waterway water area, and your car will turn into a will turn into like the futuristic hover machine, and you kind of hover over the water. And it's it, it plays pretty well from what from what I saw of it. It was on sale too. Um, there was a game that came out last week that kind of looked like a F Zero, and it wasn't reviewed very well. But the person that reviewed it mentioned the other one race the future as being the better game. And I watched a review of it and it's, and it's cool because you can actually, you can alter the way that you get turbo boost in that. Where if, if you like the way it is in like crash bandicoot, you can make it like that. Or if you like the way it is in like F zero, you can make it like that. You can actually alter the way that your the way that your boosts go, which is pretty rad. Like you can make it to where you get boosts from grind or from a uh, drifting, drifting or you can, or you get boosts like on every lap, you get a certain amount or you can like use boosts that'll like use your life or whatever. There's like different stuff you can do, which I thought that was really neat com- compared to other games where you can kind of alter the way you play it. And I think it looks pretty good too for the Switch. Like I, I definitely thought it controlled well and the graphics are good. The music was not great. It was like kind of muted and, and generic, but you can always listen to something else. Like Mute City. 
No, Mute City has awesome music. <laughs> I mean, Mute City is one of my favorite songs. So I would say no, it's not like Mute City. It's actually muted. But yeah, I played that. But also, um, there was this little game called Mother 3 that never came out here that had uh, its 15th anniversary yesterday on uh, April 20th. So 2006, yeah. April 20th. I thought it was just Nintendo about bringing that over here. What's up? I had no idea Mother 3 was that. I thought it was older than that. 2006, man. Because I thought it came out, was it was supposed to be on the Game Boy? Well, it was the Game Boy Advance game. It was on the Game Boy Advance, yeah. But it came out two years after the DS. Well, I guess so, yeah. I remember hearing, I remember first hearing about it not coming to America around the time of uh, when they were announcing the fighters for Smash Brothers on Wii. Because I was so mad that Lucas was in there. I felt like that was the best way for them to stab me in the dick and just like twist it a hundred times mm. was to put it. No, I do remember. Yeah. I do remember there being a uh, mother three game boy micro. Yeah. That I think did come out here, even though the game didn't. But so once I'm again, they, they, they stabbed you and twisted you again after that mm. for anybody who is such a huge fan of earthbound like myself. Mm. And just the fact that they were not bringing the game here, but they were going to show you parts of it. Another thing that just made me so mad. I was so mad that Lucas was a playable character, but I couldn't play the game. I was like, what the fuck? Did you see Reggie's troll? Yes, I, I did. That was great. <laughs> I saw that too, where he said that he was going to play the English version of it, or or uh, a English or version. What's of a it. game you've never gotten around to beating, or something like that? He's like, well, uh, Mother Three, because it's something like basically like people keep distracting me from playing it, or something like that. Yeah. Every time people <laughs> people troll me about bringing it stateside, I just get so upset I don't want to play it anymore. Yeah, something along the lines. What he said. Oh man, he's such a troll. Well, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he has no control over it anymore. You know, he doesn't work for Nintendo. No, he doesn't. So, but it it is kind of funny where he's like, oh, I'm, I, "Hey, I might play. I might play that English version." I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. But I mean, but you can get it, and and Jess did buy it. She actually she bought uh, Mother Three off Etsy. Somebody had like, you know, translate it and put it on a Game Boy Advance cartridge, and we have it. Yeah. So the last it's actually. Kind of goes into something that was a news article, but yeah, there's actually an update to that this week. Well, not the to, fan translation is getting an update, yeah, like I an mean, updated translation file. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. affect me because it's you know I can't the Game Boy doesn't connect to the internet and it wouldn't change the cartridge. But but yeah, they 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 tweaked the they tweaked the translation a little bit, and I was playing it last night, and I think the translation is really good. Like, there's a lot of puns in it. It's really funny. Like, uh, I feel like it's written really well. Like, it feels like it's you know done by a professional localization team you know so i don't know i don't know what the deal is with that one but uh yeah yeah just bought it she played it through all the way it's her her file is still on there i think she ended up it was like 57 hours or something like that total for the whole thing and i had a file that was like around 20 hours 18 hours something like that and i ended up just like deleting it just to start again from the beginning because i don't remember where anything is in that game it's been a long time since i played it playing it on the Game Boy Player? Yeah, I played it on the Game Boy Player on the GameCube. Cool. I, I streamed it on on Twitch last night just because I was like, hey, it's Mother 3's 15th birthday. Maybe I should play that game. I have it. So I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tired of waiting for the other one to come. I might as well just play it. And it's, yeah, it's it's good. But I understand why, and I know Justin didn't like it as much as Earthbound because Mother 3, like, goes dark really early. goes super dark. And it's not, it doesn't have the cheeriness of, of Earthbound. And it's not really about the comedy. It's more about just tragedy. And they even say it in the game that, they, that they're starting off with the tragedy. And it is like, it goes dark, like super early. I don't want to say anything that happens to spoil it. 
for anybody who's still waiting for it to come stateside someday. But yeah, it's dark right off the bat. But the music beat up your friends that are big dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's I mean, that's the very, very beginning of it. But it gets I know. Yeah. But uh, I I don't know. It's pretty dark. There's a cowboy in it. (laughs) Yeah. Flint. But I got I got past the Flint part. But I played I played the first chapter. I played I played three hours of it on stream. And uh, yeah, I don't want to say like what all happens in the game, but I still don't understand why it was never released here. And I'm still kind of upset about it. And I think it's great. I think Nintendo, I think Nintendo is up to something with it. And that's why they're saving it. I don't know what they're saving it for. People have been saying that for like 10 years. But I feel like they're saving it for something. I mean, I don't know. Or do they think it's, uh, some people think that it's, they think it's too dark. I remember they thought it was going to come out on the Wii U. That was the last thing I remember. It was like. The last big rumor was that, well, oh, we got Game Boy Virtual Console on the on the uh, Wii U, and they brought Earthbound to it. Holy shit. We're going to get Mother 3. Well, they also bought... That was the first time Mother 3 was brought to Virtual Console was on the Wii U. Yeah. Well, and as far as, like, last Earthbound thing they did, they brought Mother 1 to Earthbound, or to That's true, Mother, Mother yeah. 1 to Wii U, which is like, fuck, you know? That, that was... Uh, what did they call it? They called it Mother Earthbound Origin? They, they or call it Earth, Beginnings? Earthbound Beginnings, yeah. That's what it was okay. called. And it's, yeah, it's not great. That was even more <laughs> what the fuck than yeah. releasing Mother yeah. 3, to be honest. Re- releasing Mother 1 instead of Mother 3. That's all, that's almost kind of trolly, too. It's really hard. But it's a, but I bought, I mean, I bought it, of course, because I wanted Same. to support the chance of Mother 3 ever coming here. And even the Game Boy Advance cartridge that we had, that we have, there's a little warning at the beginning that says, like, hey, this is a fan-translated version you know, please support the game whenever it comes out. You know, it's like, please pay pay for it. And this version and was probably made like at least 10 years ago. They're like, yeah, surely it'll be out eventually. Then you can buy it. Yeah, they're pretty positive about it. They're like, yeah, pay for it whenever it comes out. I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah, it just, it seems so weird. Well, the only reason that I think that maybe they're holding it for something, it's just the fact that Earthbound in itself is not on the Wii or not on the Switch on any of in in the uh but it's on the uh snes classic it is but it's not but why is it not on the nintendo switch online i don't know it feels like it why is that not added i mean Star Fox fucking 2 is on there you know yeah. <laughs> like I, it just seems weird that earthbound isn't on there that being I, I still property. i think there's something in mother 3 that they were afraid was gonna basically <laughs> like a like a forethought of like can't like not cancel culture but they were afraid of something along those lines there was something within the game that was gonna be controversial for the u.s audience well the, even maybe just the european audience as well well there is seems too that since it released in 2006 right i mean two years into the lifespan of the ds they probably just thought at first maybe there's not such a great fan base in the united states that it's worth bringing it over when we're trying to phase out the game boy yeah i mean but they still they still released uh didn't I, I felt like they re- didn't they still release like a Pokemon late on Game Boy Advance when the DS was out? Yeah, I mean I know they did the same thing with the 3DS, where the 3D- yeah, but Pokemon's a shirt seller. Yeah, sure. I mean I guess Earthbound, yeah, was maybe they didn't feel as yeah they they didn't feel as sure about it. I don't know, but it's weird. There, as I say, there is a part where you get a where there's like an explosion and you get covered in charcoal. So maybe that would maybe people would think that's blackface or something. I don't know. There was I did see that huh. part where I was kind of like, oh, that's that's a little weird. Huh. And they're like, people are well, like, I oh, did. they're like, oh, we don't recognize you now because you're covered in soot. That's this was kind of weird. So I don't think it's all because of that. But there was a part that I noticed where I was like, oh, well, that's that feels weird now. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, that, I'm yeah. sure that felt weird then, too. Yeah. So, I mean, 
but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I'm going to play more of it. You know, maybe I'll probably stream some more of it, but it's, uh, it was cool to play it. It's, it's cool to play it on a TV. I think the only time I played it was on Game Boy Advance. I don't think I actually played it through my Game Boy Player at the time. So it's, it looks nice. Game Boy Players are awesome, as I've said a million times on here. They're such a great thing to have because you can play any game, even uh, fan-made games from Etsy. You can play on your Game Boy Player on the TV, and they look great. So so there you go. It was, it was cool to play it and just be like, oh, this game feels so much like the other Earthbound. Like some of the songs are the same, but you know they're changed enough, you know, because it's newer, but it's still the same song. You know, it, it makes you almost feel like Earthbound is like a franchise that has many games, even though it doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like uh, it, it felt nice, I guess, to be in that world again, even though it's There's more a very dark world. PK Fire, PK Flame. That's PK true. Fly. That's what I've been playing for the most part. Cool. Well, yeah, I mostly talked about what I've been playing this week, so don't need to go much too much more to Monster Hunter, but I thought it was worth mentioning that I did buy <laughs> I did buy something this week. I didn't buy any of the indie games, which I considered a few. I actually was really interested in getting the uh why am I blanking on what it's called now? The one about t- the the boat of the soul taking the boat to, of the souls. Spirit Fair. Yeah, Spirit Fair. I was I was really close to buying that and then changed my mind, but I've been listening to a lot of stuff about Monster Hunter. You know, I'm just totally on this Monster Hunter kick right now. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get Monster Hunter World. So I got it. It was on sale on Steam for 30 bucks, and it included Iceborne. Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm wondering, because you have the, I mean, you don't have the PlayStation 4 Pro, right? No. How well does it run? Have you tried it yet? I mean, I my laptop is a gaming laptop. Yeah. And I got it for the purpose of you know being future proof with any sort of editing stuff i might want to do oh did you get it for a decent amount of ram and stuff did you get it for steam not for playstation i got it for steam yeah i got it for steam because i wanted to run it on whatever like the highest possible resolution and all that shit i could because that's one of the things i keep hearing from people it's like well monster hunter world was better looking and it really felt like a a world whereas rise they trimmed it down a lot and, and mostly for its benefit, but I guess some people miss the the scope of world. So I was like, I really want to play world, but I'm actually kind of scared to play it. So I haven't really played it at all. I ran through like whatever the intro was just so I could save. Yeah. And I was actually playing on my computer at the time. I didn't have a control pad hooked up or anything. So I haven't really done it yet. I play it on, Hooking a my play, I have a PlayStation style controller that I've been hooked to my computer, or I might use the Pro controller. And uh, I definitely still want to play it with a controller. But the cool thing is having it on my laptop is that I can still use my HDMI out to put it on my TV if I really want that experience. It's kind of handheld. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. still handheld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I've... I guess it's also just like, well, you know, I've got this quote unquote gaming pc that i've literally never i've had it for you know like six months now and i've never really gamed on it so that's my first game i threw on it which it's a huge file it's like it was like 60 something gigs oh geez so i was like well that's including the the iceborne expansion and everything but so that's waiting for me whenever i want to go to it and i don't know when i will but i've got monster hunter world waiting for me to play and uh that's definitely, you know, next on my list of Monster Hunter stuff. And I think if I can get into that, then I'll start looking into the DS ones because the good thing about 
getting into it now it's just like when you discover a band and then like you look them up and they've got like 10 albums yeah yeah yes <laughs> there's so much stuff to like go back and look at i don't need to be like hanging on you know on the edge of my seat waiting for them to release their next album yeah it, it was like and that's how yeah. i feel about monster hunter i'm like well at least if i get to the point like you were saying trey where it's like well what do i do now i've got another game to go to and and that game supposedly has even more shit yeah, I mean because because all the DLC is already out for it. Sure, yeah. I mean it, different people say different things. I've actually seen, I've also seen a lot of people say the other thing, where they like. Rise, well, most people they, say that Rise is better. Where in, they like Rise better? Yeah, I think I think most people like Rise better. Like, it's because they have been smart enough to improve on the systems that were clunky, and things are still clunky, but they're less clunky than before. So. Yeah. Going back to it, I'm going to miss the wire bug a lot. I know it already. And I'm going to miss, um, it's harder to track monsters. You have to like find their like droppings or something. Do you have to do that on world? Like they don't show up on the map? Right. Oh, weird. I, because yeah, so, I didn't know that. So, and, I, and I just actually listened to a Blo- the Blood God podcast about it, but your your owl is what is the reason why you have. Oh, okay. I, I figured something like that. That, that yeah. explains the hoot. Or whatever the hell those the things Kohoot. are. Yeah. Yeah. The Kohoot is the reason why that's how they explain like that you always know where everything is. I figured yeah. that was what it was because I'm like, I don't ever really do anything with this owl. What is the point of this owl? And I was like, maybe I guess since you throw it up in the air at the beginning of every mission, maybe yeah, it's supposed it's like to be the your equivalent map. of Lucky yeah. Two carrying the camera in Mario sixty four. It's just to explain why it is the way it is it's like it's like so, red, yeah it's like a falcon's red wing or whatever it's like a drone thing that flies around if, yeah. if anybody's watched that show but I have. it's in the it's in the movies too it actually used to be a bird which i think is f- way funnier mm-hmm. i wish they would have done that but uh falcon used to be kind of like uh, aquaman he could talk to birds mm-hmm. and birds would go do stuff for him so i, I kind of wish that they would have put that in the movie but they changed it where they replaced his birds and now they're drones and stuff but it's it does the same thing where you just put it in the air and it shows you what's around mostly i i have in my notes here i'm too scared to even really start playing this game because why i don't really want to get addicted to it but we had alex on the show last week and he he liked he liked it a lot yeah right i've since read other people say basically the same thing that they played all the way through it on playstation and then it came out on PC later. And they played it. And again. then they played through it all over again. And so I'm really looking forward to just nerding out on a PC game. I've never really done that. Not since what? Undertale? Plants vs. Zombies? Oh, Undertale, I guess. You yeah. were pretty hot on Undertale when we first started yeah, we'll, this we'll show. Undertale. Yeah. Episode one, I talked a lot about, or episode three or whatever. It was one of those first few episodes. Yeah. You t- I remember you talking about Undertale on PC. So, I mean, there you go. I actually got um what was it I I got a I got like a better because we've had a couple um HDMI outs because my my computer has the older HDMI output on it where you need the connector for it and I just bought a new one from uh, and it works so much better so I'm actually able to put my computer on the TV so in case I ever wanted to try to play anything through it I can now and actually when I first hooked it up I was streaming so I basically sent the computer to the streamer and also the TV at the same time. So I basically mm-hmm. created an infinite tunnel where it like goes into itself, into itself, into itself, into itself. Cause I was, cause you know, the stream is a picture of the, of the screen, which is a picture of another thing. And it just went like, 
it was just trippy. It's just like I hooked it up and it's like, Phew! and then all of a sudden there's like video a, feedback, a million like repeating, like, and it creates like a tunnel, you know, cause it's a, it's a repeat of a repeat of a repeat of a repeat. It's like a picture and a picture it's and a picture and a picture. It's the exact same thing yeah. as when you can hear your audio on someone else's and it starts to, yeah. it's just with video instead. So it was, it was trippy. That's what I was saying. That's cool. <laughs> I, I like, noticed oh, something similar, yeah. something kind of similar. I've been really stubborn about updating OBS on my computer, on my PC that I'm using right now. And for whatever reason, I just keep saying, no, I don't want to update it. No, I don't want to update it. The other day I updated it and now it works like so well. I'm so like pissed at myself. You should have updated it earlier. Were you afraid? It, just, it, like, yeah. it works like a dream. Now. Were you afraid like, it was going to run slower when it up? Because sometimes that happens if you have a. I'm you, one of those tinfoil hat people that doesn't like the updates, you know, like I'm afraid it's going to make, make my shit obsolete. Well, it depends. Yeah, it depends on what. And but you have a newer computer, so it shouldn't hurt you now. But well, I remember, this one is not new that I'm on right now. Oh, and you did it on that. This is a five year old computer at this point. Yeah, it, it depends on what it is because I remember my last iPhone that I had. Every time I upgraded, it broke the phone. Every time I upgraded to a new to a new operating system, the phone would break. So I ended up just having to get a different phone because it would just happen every single time, mm-hmm. and it happened like. I'm not even exaggerating, like six times. It would happen, and then I would basically call Verizon, and they'd send me a new phone, and that would be what would happen. And it would, just, and I just stopped updating forever after that because I felt I was in the same boat as you. I was like, I'm like, I feel that if I update it, it's gonna kill the phone. And I did actually update my phone recently, but I felt I was afraid to because it, I thought it was gonna mm-hmm. brick it, like it did so many other times on the other iPhones that I had. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's kind of getting old too, and I just had an issue today whereby I was trying to buy something on the App Store, and it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. So I, I chatted up uh, the Apple helpline, and after about twenty minutes of trying to figure it out, we figured out that my my Touch ID no longer works with the App Store. Oh, geez! Like I can still use the Touch ID to unlock the phone and all that so stuff. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't. It won't process the payments anymore. It just says payment not processed, and that's that. Yeah, I don't know. There's weird stuff. That seems like them shooting themselves in the leg. Oh, but they like doing that. <laughs> right. That's of Apple, all the things of all the things <laughs> to make obsolete, allowing you to pay for shit. That's fucking right. Crazy. Well, that's I mean that's yeah. that's that's <laughs> Apple's like thing though. I mean, I remember when we talked about when Jess was trying to edit her show, the dresser show, when we were trying to just get an older version of iMovie, and you can't do it because it's like, why would you not even sell or sell like older versions that you could play in? It's so weird the way they do things because they want everything to only work on their newest computers. So you'll shell out way too much money for it and all that. I don't know. It's so, it's so silly, but that makes, I, I actually haven't tried buying anything because I don't really buy much off the app, but I did get the new operating system and it might do the same thing to me like that you were having trouble with. Maybe so. Know? So I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't buy anything on my phone because you know, I don't like playing. Stuff I actually on just it. had to factory reset my phone. I think it had something to do with an update. My phone's five years old as well. It's from 2016, and it was like the top of the line. Like it was the the best phone when it came out. So I bought it, and you know, was so happy about it. And then here it is, five years later, and I like it. It still works okay. Sure, but it is getting to the point where, like, so like, I don't know if you guys remember, I couldn't do the Mario Kart missions because I couldn't down like. I can't yeah, get yeah. Mario Kart to work on my phone. Mario Kart. So that's just one thing. But for whatever reason, the Wi-Fi and every all signal type of stuff stopped working on my phone, and so I couldn't even use Wi-Fi. I couldn't. And like, so I'm like, what the fuck? It would let me make and receive phone calls, and it would let me make and receive texts, 
but like when I would send a text, I wouldn't see what I sent. I would only see the replies. Oh, weird. That's that's irritating. So I would be like, oh, what did I say to her? Like that's this person, you know? And they're like, oh yeah, that's good. That's a good point. And I'm like, wait, what did I say? I don't remember what I said. <laughs> you ago. can't look at it. Yeah. Uh, so like, whatever. I, I said. did a factory reset on my phone, and now it's working okay. But I'm convinced it had something to do with an update. And yeah. This whole planned obsolescence that is contributing to techno landfills and all that bullshit. I mean, they've been doing, I feel like they've been doing this for years though. And like, not probably not just Apple. I'm sure windows did that before that, but it's just annoying for like when it's, you know, you don't need to spend that much to have something that works, but, but they, how else can they force you to keep getting the newer thing? If they just make all the other things not available, which I guess that's a very yeah. boomery thing to say, but I really do feel like technology used to be built to last. And now it's not. <laughs> And there's like you could buy toasters and you can buy like appliances from like the, the 1940s that still work just fine. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what it is though, because uh, you know, like light bulbs were built to break, and you can actually buy light bulbs that don't break now. That there's actually, light bulbs actually, that, that last way longer than light they bulbs ever did. That don't break. There's there's a light bulb I can't remember where it is. But there's a light bulb that's over a hundred years old that's still going. That's been on constantly. Well, that was that was something. Well, from what I heard was that they actually built light bulbs to break so you would buy buy more of them and that the well, one eventually. like one of the original light bulbs that was invented like worked for way longer than light bulbs normally do because it wasn't made to have the thing that go out so they could actually make money off it and all that but as far as like that's you know as far as like stuff being built better there are light bulbs that you can actually buy now we have a bunch of them that it will last you for like 40 fucking years like before yeah. you have to, you know, they, they'll last forever. So, I mean, there's, yeah, there's I've got light bulbs that I brought for my last house. I'm saying there are things because like all the light bulbs that I bought, even like those Wi-Fi bulbs, those are supposed to last you for years and years and years. You know, they're not, they're supposed to last you for like 40 years. So whatever. So it depends on what it is. Some things. Yeah. Some things. Yeah. But some things not, I guess that's our tech, our tech update. Yeah. That's our it's been the lighted up podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh let me like quickly just so uh i wanted to explain my name at the beginning or my quote about saying fuck pac-man uh i can't get past seventh place and i've gotten seventh place multiple times uh, oh no on pac-man 99 i don't know what you did trey i, <laughs> I bow <laughs> to you i i'm not worthy wayne's world style i didn't put like, no code in there well, i don't know what you did to win i didn't say you put in a code you gotta buy that galaga theme no <laughs> i get the second before that don't buy any themes yeah unless, no unless you, you got really the second before that that's the thing so yeah. you're doing something right so i've even watched your youtube video a few times be like all right what is his you know what's his strategy and there's someone on twitter i follow that was saying like here's her strategy how she's gotten first place like 10 times or something like that i'm like trying these different strategies they're not working for me did i you even use, got uh, it to where like i watched your video did you use train i got and to where i actually whoever, yeah. move like the exact same way you do at the beginning for like the first like 10 seconds of the match oh you I, can only go like I two the ways exact same <laughs> at the beginning but you, i go through the exact you go same left or right yeah thing where like I, I it's hard to explain but it's just like it looks scripted because it's the exact same way every time so like i've got that part down the first five seconds but yeah, I can't get past seventh. So as far as I'm concerned, fuck that game. If I can't win, then it's a bad game. You just gotta. I mean, you just gotta stay alive, man. It's <laughs> it's just like Mario 35. Like I think that's what I do. What what I do more than anything is I just try to keep the ghosts blue at all times. And yeah, I put, yeah. Well, you want to to keep your combos building. Yeah, and, and well, and and I keep the I keep the train power up. That's the one that I use where the train's longer. I haven't used mm. the train power up, so I maybe guess that's, that's why you never won. That makes the train longer. Yeah. 
Makes I didn't use any of the power-ups, really. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that's the that's what I did. Like, once I figured What's out about... What's your highest place, John? Have you gotten first yet? I, I want to say I've gotten, like, fifth place or something like yeah. that. You probably haven't played as much as me. Like, I've played a lot. I've not played that much. I really want put the, that. Put the train yeah, on. I, I figured I figured since you watched my that. win, you should have done the train, because that's how I won, was with the train power. Attention. Yeah. Oh, well. But I basically... Yeah, I put on the train power, and I put it on, like, attack whoever's almost dead or whatever the fuck the down one where you press down. But I almost always die the exact same way, which yeah. I'm calling a pincer attack. I'm over in the bottom right corner. I'm in the top right corner and I'm surrounded by red ghosts and, and or red Pac-Man and ghosts. And there's no way to escape them. They're all like coming at me and I'm trapped in a corner. I, I also get, I mean, I get the and fruit. You see your death yeah. about four or five seconds ahead of time. You're like, well, I'm fucked. There's literally <laughs> nothing you can do. Yeah, I, I get the fruit as many times as I can to reset all the all the dots on the oh, board. Yeah, I do too. So I do that constantly. And yeah, I make it to where it's constantly blue so I don't get stuck. The only time, the reason that I would die later is when I get stuck by the red ones. But you can actually make the red ones leave if you get the fruit. So that's something. Oh, the fruit oh, makes cool. them leave. The fruit makes them go away, yeah. Because I know I did I did see the power pellets just make them like freeze. But yeah, they freeze with the power pellets, but they will completely they will completely leave. But I think when you're in the top five, there's one that moves. It's like a yellow one or something that you can't oh. get rid of at all. I haven't seen that. Yeah, like because I did see that when I got towards the end. So I mean, but you can do it. I think yeah, I think you can do it. Just keep working at oh, it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I believe in I'm you. I'll keep trying. You I'll get. I'll have a pack date for a while. A pack update for a little while. Yeah. as long as I'm still playing it. Because like Shauna likes playing it with me too, and she finds it similarly frustrating, but it's nice to have another game we can play together. You know, sure. She likes it as much as Tetris. No, no, it's not. Tetris is something special. It's definitely not that Pac-Man isn't, but Tetris is just a magical. It's not as good as Tetris. I mean, I I say the same thing. I mean, I like Pat. I like Pac-Man '99 better than Mario '35. Yeah, I do too. But I also thought it was a little easier. I don't know. Which maybe, feels really bad for me to say. Like, maybe I just have the Pac-Man gift or something, but I just felt like it was too easy, I guess, because I'd be yeah, it sure, quicker. But, but Tetris 99 was... I, I feel like Tetris 99 has so much more depth to it than, than either of those games. Just because Tetris is such a good game, and there's just so... And it's just like, you can play it... Like I feel like every time you play it, it's different. It's completely different. But Pac-Man's kind of the same. And Mario 35 definitely wasn't was the same. And you didn't really feel like... I don't know. Mario 35, I felt like was pretty, got pretty boring pretty quickly because it's really slow paced and you're just, try, you know, they want you to play slowly because you just have to stay alive and that's what gets you through and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I well, I'm going to gonna talk yeah. about the last couple of things. I did buy a couple more things I just wanted to mention really quickly. So I did buy uh, Askawada. Oh, yeah, yeah. Week. I bought that on my e reader. So there you go. go. My e reader has been justified with a new release that I can read. So I'm excited about that. I've read a little bit of it. I think it's a really good book to just kind of unwind because man, it's just like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I know I appreciated him while he was alive. Like as far as CEOs go, as far as like corporate people go, like I just can't think of anybody that I admire more than Awada. Like obviously Nintendo being such an important company to me, it makes sense that he would be somebody, but like, you know, Yamauchi, you know, fuck that guy. Piece of shit. <laughs> he was never Who really, well, he was never really a right. gamer either, but Iwata then, was. Uh, who is yeah. Kimishima or whatever, the guy that was briefly president after, um, who's the president now? I can't remember. Who I thought it was Bowser, or no, that's the American one. That's the American one, yeah. 
It's the guy we uh, see. It's the guy I we see. On, uh, I can picture him. I can't remember his name. Yeah, because he's he's on the isn't he on the new uh, directs? I don't think he's been on any videos. Oh, I thought I thought he was. But Awada, you know, Shantaro. What's his last name? Right no. there at the beginning of the uh, of the book, you know, the little quote that it gives. It's like the it's the, it's the quote that at this point just makes me like want to cry every time I see it, just out of pride and out of sadness and out of love. It's that lot. It's that the quote where he said, you know, um, what does he say? Like in title, I'm a corporate president. Or was it like on my business card? It says I'm a corporate president. In my but in my mind, I'm a game developer. But in my heart, I'm a gamer. It's some yeah, of yeah. those lines. It's and, a, and all those things were true yeah. about him. It, it's Shuntaro Furukawa, by the way. It's, uh, it's the president. And and also okay. on on the subject of just we have to say it on the subject of Earthbound and Mother Three. You know, uh, Earthbound would have never existed if it wasn't for for Iwata because he's he basically made you know, mother one into mother two. Like he's the one who made Earthbound right. good pretty much. Cause he was such good. He was such so good at, uh, development and all that. So he was a huge part of it. Right. And of course, Etoy's company published the book. So I think that's like his little love letter to Iwata. Sure. Yeah. And, and it says, it says in the forward, it's like everything you read in this book, you could find, you know, on the, on our website, if you dug deep enough, but they uh they compiled it in such a way that it's a comprehensive book and it's presented as you know it's it's he's credited as the author Awada is so i think that's really cool so this is the closest thing we'll ever get to an autobiography of Awada and he wasn't a guy that really it seems like he didn't really like to talk about himself so when you get those moments where he was actually like you know acknowledging his own brilliance and stuff you're kind of like yeah, because like right on. early yeah. on, early on in the book, he talks about designing a game for his calculator when he was in high school, and the the, the uh, you know he sent the code to you know whatever he wrote it down in the on a piece of paper or whatever and sent it to the the company that made the calculator and they were like, "What's this whiz kid doing like in high school still?" You know, like he acknowledges that he was a whiz even at a young age. So I, I like seeing that. I like seeing humble people occasionally acknowledge their own brilliance. You know, you want, you want to know that they, they know how important they are mm. to a certain extent because that's not arrogance. It's just a fact. It's just confidence. He's just yeah. stating the it's, truth. Yeah. And he was giving it as an objective fact and it was. So but, anyway, hell yeah to this book. I'm going to keep reading it. It was cheap too. It was like 12 bucks. I think it's cheaper to get. Yeah. It's on sale. Obviously what? it's not a, it's not a, you know, a physical book. So I got it for cheaper that way. Oh, because I know it was on yeah. sale through Amazon, right? The hardcover is on sale right now for, for like thirteen sixty-one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It is. So I mean, I, I, th- I mean, I, it's it's an excellent book. I mean, it's. I thought about getting it even just because those ask the ASCII Wada stuff is really really cool. Like I remember reading it for stuff on this show. Like I read stuff about uh, Twilight Princess when we did that Twilight Princess episode, which was yeah. the first episode John was on. I mm-hmm. I got a lot of information for the show from the ASCII Wada stuff, so. There's a lot of really cool information if you want to know about development of, or like I think I looked at it for like uh, Bayonetta, like they talked about Bayonetta two also, and I miss I miss that because you don't you don't really get to, it's a lot of times it's hard to find information about the development of games, and he did a really good job to actually like talk about talk to developers, and that was really cool. I wish they did more of that. I wish that would be more, you know, available. I wish the new somebody somebody would go do that. I know they have Nintendo Minute, but. 
be nice to have more in depth. I just don't know when it's going to happen again. When that that uh, that sort of like conjunction of moments in history is going to happen, where the president of Nintendo is also a, a Steam developer that has a lot to do with why the company is successful that he is now the CEO of. So, very unique moment in history that we had with Awada, and goddamn it, he was taken way too soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, only like fifty-five or something. Yeah, he was a young man. Um, I bought one more thing, but can't really show it. Don't really want to talk too much about it because it'd be kind of cool to to show up. But I bought another piece from that artist that I got this piece from Square Painter. I follow him on Instagram. And at this point, anytime he lists something, it nearly always sells immediately. Like he's definitely got a following. So at this point, I almost feel like maybe it's kind of almost investing to get his art. And I like it anyway. So even if I don't re- if I never resold it or whatever, I would still get all the enjoyment out of it that the money was worth. So I bought a, a slightly bigger piece from him. I spent a little bit more money this time, but it's going to look really good on my my wall. Which now I'm already like at this point I'm like Redes- got this whole like idea redesigning my head for, it for the next yeah place. for my new yeah. office. My new office is going to be there's going to be an emphasis on um, art that's uh, that's video game themed, but it's still like handmade art. You know, like I want that 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 physical thing that was made by a human you know that i think what really set me off was the well obviously the mushroom and then when jess gave me the cross stitch piece of yoshi like i just i just realized like this is the this is the thing i love if i if i love art I, and i do love art i like a lot of art you know don't get me wrong but that's the kind of art i really like i like art that's somebody's interpretation on you know, another piece of art, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you're taking something that is you know digital and made with code and numbers and all that and making it out of something physical. It's a little bit though, I though I imagine yeah. most of that digital stuff was in concept, sure. drawn out to a point. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess you are right, Trey, but I don't know. It's still cool. Like, uh, this guy definitely, I just like his art because it's not you know, straight up pixel art, like it is, but it's like in mo- in motion. So like the piece I have back there is him, like Mario kicking a, kicking a shell and the goombas are dying. This other piece is similar. So I'll sh- hopefully I'll have it by next week and I show you, but it's like an action piece and it's one of, it's from one of my favorite games. So it was a really easy purchase. So we know what it is probably. Probably you probably don't know unless you went to his unless you went to his no no I mean Instagram it's I, page you could figure it out I'm just saying it's probably from Chrono Trigger right or is it's it from not. another game it's from another game is it from a Mario game no okay well it said it was from one of your favorite games so I automatically thought it was Chrono Trigger it's a game I've definitely said on the show was one of my favorite games so is it is, is it a recent game is it Dino Wars it's not recent. It's not Dino Wars. That'd be awesome if he did a Dino Although Wars. Although I am thinking about commissioning because he does commissions too. I'm thinking about to do a Dino Wars, doing a Dino yeah. commission. Yeah, yeah. We'll see though. Uh, this will be far in the future, and I'm sure it'll be not cheap, which is okay because for what it's worth, for handmade art, I I, I would like to pay more for something because I know I want the artist to benefit, and I and. I also benefit, you know, everyone, everyone wins when you pay an artist, what their art is worth. So, yeah, you should, I mean, exactly. It, exactly. Yeah. You can help them. You should pay, you should pay full price for that. But anyway, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> let, let's, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about uh, 
the indie sales and other news and stuff like that. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! <laughs> With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo may never made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendomate Podcast! Game over! So, so we're back from the break, and something I forgot to ask you, I, I promise not to say too much more Monster Hunter stuff, but when you play Monster Hunter World, are you going to change weapons, or are you going to stay with the weapon that you've been using? I'll change weapons. Okay. That, that's what I, I was wondering. I don't know what yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some other style. I was going to say, and that, that's what's great about what we were talking about with like Alex playing both versions, is that if you wanted to start over again, you could just choose a different weapon, and it'll be a completely different game to you, because everything controls completely differently. So there you go. I would suggest trying a different weapon when you when you do the other one. And also the way you were talking about Monster Hunter reminds me of like when I started playing Dragon Quest again and I was like, Oh hey, there's all these there's like ten of these games, you know, that I yeah. can play that are already out and I didn't have to deal with the horrible you know, the just like waiting in so many years between games and mm-hmm. it was really cool. And I still have six and nine that I haven't f- finished. They're kinda I'm just like waiting on them, but it was, it was really neat when I played through 
like I basically played like one through five, like one after another. And that was really awesome. Where it was just like I did like one and two and three and four and five. And then I skipped six because I wanted to play seven. And then I played seven and eight and then 11. But it was just really neat to just have them all available. And you could just go from one to another to another. But that game's a little bit, I mean, those I think those games maybe age a little bit better. And plus there's re-releases on them where they fix some stuff. So it was easy for me to, you know, to play those and just kind of go from one, one to another and be like, oh, well, this is what they fixed in this one. This is what they changed. Okay, well, this is the focus in this. This is what's different from the other one. And it was kind of cool in that way. So I watched a review of World recently before I bought, you know, before I bought it on Steam, I was like, let's look at a couple of reviews. Because I remember it getting pretty good reviews back in the day. Because I did, I think I actually, like, it was on my radar just because so many people were talking about it when it came out. And, uh, you know, glowing reviews. And I was looking at, like, the video, and I'm like, oh, I know all these monsters. So, like, you've already seen That's going to be interesting playing, you know, Todachi, whatever his name is, and all the other ones. Like, they're hard to, it's hard to remember their names, but. Have you have you seen monsters? Have you watched any of the Gaijin Hunter stuff? The uh-uh. Gaijin Hunter videos? Look Wait, up. no, th- th- I did watch the one that explained how to use the the long sword. I think that's a different one. I should just if you're ever interested, look at look at Gaijin Hunter's videos. He like goes super, super in depth in Monster Hunter. And it's pretty cool. He found uh I didn't even know about this and I played ninety hours into it. But when in, in the training area, there's like an upper area that you can get to with the wire bug. And, like, way back there, there's a big picture of, like, a whole bunch of monsters. And there's actually monsters in the corner that aren't in the game yet that are from the DLC that he found. There's, like, stuff like that. that he And he does, like, little videos about, like, he did a video about why he plays as a female. And, like, he did a three-hour tutorial video because, because, you know, Monster Hunter doesn't really have a tutorial. He actually made one for what for how the game to try to get people into it. But he's really cool. Like, I like his stuff a lot because he's definitely. And he also did a whole video about. How he liked the other Monster Hunters better than Monster Hunter World before Rise came out, which I thought was funny. And now he's really and now he's really high on Rise. So, so he was he did there was like a video because you know once you watch like one thing on YouTube they'll throw you a bunch of other stuff from the same person. And I ended up watching that video about how he liked the other Monster Hunters better than World. And then I was like, oh okay, this is an older one because it because it seemed like some of the stuff that he was talking about was fixed in Rise, but. But still, it's there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And he just I just watched one about a meld there's like a melding uh, bug in the game, which I think I might have, I don't know, where you get like the same talismans every time because I feel like that's what I've been doing. But whatever, enough of that. What have you been playing, John? <laughs> I've been playing everything. Yeah. Um, I got 13 games this week cuz of the, wow. the indie sale. Yeah, you really you really steered right into that and like took advantage of the of the indie sale. You got a lot of stuff that I didn't expect you to get well so part of the reason that i was able to get 13 games is because uh, the first three games that i got that i'll talk about were actually collections so um ollie ollie switch stance which oh. includes ollie ollie one and two yeah uh, i got that for three bucks yeah, um, yeah so- we, we talked about it last week it's uh it was definitely a recommend for me for yeah because it's so cheap for me, I'm having a hard time getting into it. It's the only one that I'm of all the whole bunch that I'm like, I, I maybe I will get into it, maybe I won't. I don't know. It's kind of hard. Um, it's kind of hard to get used to the control. But it is, I, but I can see it being really addictive once you figure it out. You once know. you figure it out, right? Yeah. The thing that's tripping me up is that you have to hit B every time you land. Yeah, that's weird. And I, th- <laughs> I think that like I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to 
trying to simulate the skill of landing after a trick. Mm-hmm. But I think they kind of shoot themselves in the foot. I think it just kind of breaks up the flow. I just want to keep going and going. I wish I could turn off that option where I wouldn't have to hit B every time that I land. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. Um, yeah, so I didn't play it too much because of that. But I hope maybe I'll have some more to say about it in the future. Um, the next one that I got was Hotline Miami Collection. That includes uh, one and two. Mm-hmm. And have you guys played those games? I, I, I have. I never played two, but I loved one. Like I was super hot on one when it it's came cool. Out. It reminds me of like. Um, the original top-down Grand Theft Auto, but if that were an arcade game, kind of, yeah, it's like it's like a top-down shooter, but it's super strategic. Like it's kind of like, yep. you know, it's like I say it a million times, but it's kind of like, a, um, fuck, what's it called? Uh, it's kind of like Katana Zero, where you have to like, yeah, yeah, every level is its own strategy, and I guess Katana Zero, I'm sure, got a lot of influence from from this game. Oh, it had to have because yeah. including the like the. Uh, if an enemy is near a door, you can kill them. Like that was yeah. Well, you can hit the you need to hit the door into them. But it's it was it also like, reminds me of like old top down putt putt golf games. Yeah, because you have to aim your shot. You have to wait for the the guy to be in the right position through the doorway, and then aim your shot and take the shot at the right time. Um, it's a very interesting game in that way. I love the music. The music yeah. is the, yeah. The music's fantastic like. too. Like that was a big part of it. I have the soundtrack for. Hotline Miami. If you go back and listen to the WRT radio I did about indie games, there, of course, there's a song from Hotline Miami on that list, on that DJ set. So I concluded on there because I love that game. And uh, yeah, and I just love the, um, I love the strategy of it. I mean, you could even argue that it's like a, it's almost an RPG or an almost like a strategy RPG because of the way you approach every, every room and all that. I thought it was really, really cool. It's kind of like, it's like a quicker, it's almost, it's almost like a faster Fire Emblem to to a point it's so twisted know? too yeah like the tutorial yeah. is like teaching you how to fight and it's a bum teaching you how to do it and you have to kill him to like oh the yeah tutorial. yeah yeah right and the graphics the the style is it leans into that twisted um, kind of skater die looking yeah it looks like it does look like skater die it'll do the close-ups of these random guys that look kind of gnarly yeah. um and, yeah. the, and the weird masks and stuff too that you that you wear mm-hmm. kind of add to the bizarreness of it. And wasn't there some controversy about the second one? I remember you talking about it before, right, Jeremy? Isn't there I some... played a little bit of the second one, but did I? I no, thought, you know what? I don't know if I ever played the second one. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I thought only there have was the first one on Steam. I thought there was something. There was an event that happened in the second one that's kind of that's a little I don't know on the edge. Yeah, there's some. I mean, the first one there's some pretty fucked up stuff that happens. So I imagine maybe the second one's even worse, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of like, cause I know like, yeah, there's some twisted stuff in it. Um, I, I guess, I it's guess a twisted game. It really kind of fucks with your head. I guess it was, I, I think it was removed, but there, yeah, there was a rape scene in it. That was, Oh really? That was controversial. Yeah. I'm looking, yeah, it makes oh, sense. That'd be controversial. I'm looking at it right now, but I, I think they took it out of the game. So, but I think Hotline Miami is one of the first games that, as far as I, at least as far as I've heard, where someone used like a suite, like a tool to make a game and it became its own thing, you know, like, yeah, that what, at the beginning, that's it says, what happened with Undertale, too. It says made with Game Maker, mm-hmm. I think. So, this person used an existing like ecosystem to make a game and 
was able to like break off branch off do his own thing with it and i think the the soundtrack was absolutely a huge part of it and then the you know it's matching up that weird glitchy music with that that 2d weird like like the the way everything like kind of warbles and warps around with yeah it looks like a trippy it's like a you know fucked up you know super nintendo game or something Mm -hmm. and i got a really good deal on it too probably one of the best deals i think of the bunch it was 624 down from 2499 yeah that's a good price i got the mutant muds collection which are um from what i've played i only played the first one so far but there's mutant muds deluxe mutant muds super challenge and then mud blocks which looks like a more of a puzzle game um yeah that from, was... from what i played so far it's like a cute simple platformer and it's just enjoyable i like it it's hard as balls though that was my problem <laughs> with the game yeah i i have i have the first one on on 3ds and i was like oh yeah this is kind of cute and then i like Kind of like Serious Sam, but more. It just like ramped up really quickly, and I'm like, "Does it? Oh. I don't like this game anymore. It's way too hard." <laughs> that was that I was got that far. That was my problem. That it got it got too, it got too hard for me, and I just couldn't I couldn't do it. But I really like. I mean, I like the developer. I like I like the game. You know, like the stuff stuff that they do. But another yeah. thing I'm noticing is that it, it, because it's a 3ds game, there's parts where he jumps into the background or jumps into the foreground. Yeah, and it just it feels to me like. You remember watching? It's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like watching Friday the Thirteenth Part Three on your TV, where yeah, they're like, the... he's coming at you with the shovel, like yeah. there's really long <laughs> shots where he's poking the screen with the shovel. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, where it's that's like, what I feel like. No, it, it, yeah, and you're totally right. Yeah, it was it was made for the 3ds, so it was made to like to use that depth, the the whole like uh you know the whole thing the 3ds did. And it's the fact that you're playing it on a distance, different system and the 3D isn't there. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's weird. But, yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it for what it was. But, yeah, it's uh, it got too hard for me too quickly. And I'm just like, I'm not good enough for this. But but the developer are the same guys who did uh, Dementium on on DS, which I really liked. So that's why I was and – and they did Zeo Drifter, which is also on Switch, and Moon, which was on uh, 3DS – but it didn't ever come to Switch, but it should. But uh, anyway, they they did a lot of really cool like first person shooter stuff that I liked, especially like Dementium was like first person horror, which is like one of my favorite type of games. So I was saying they're a great developer. So if you like this, you should look into their other stuff as well. Yeah, I've been meaning to play some of their other other games. They look pretty interesting. I like what I've played so far. Um, Extermination Force. You know, I was playing yeah. Gunman Clive last week, and I was like, hey, "Yeah, I could get this too." I'm glad it's you, get, I'm glad you got that game. I really liked that game a lot. It's and a really fun. cool game, and I beat I like it. it. I beat it all the way through. I made it. I've, I've liked it so much that I played it till the end. And I got I, stuck on it, but I had a blast anyway. with it. Yeah. Well, I had to kind. Of, I had to kind of grind a little bit, I guess. That whatever the equivalent of grinding is on that, where you had to like, I basically had to grind for money to get upgrades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And once I got all the upgrades. Then I was put, it was still kind of difficult, but I was put at a better, you know, it was a little bit more approachable because of that. But I really, I like that game a lot. Like that was my yeah. favorite game of that developer's games that I've it's played. Cool, like though, that was the one like, that really clicked for me. It's like Mega Man and Shadow of the Colossus. Right. And, and it's Contra. a boss rush game. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, and like Contra as, as well. It kind of felt like the yeah, controls. It does have a contra vibe to it. The music is is very good, plus, surprisingly good. Like plus, it's just very full orchestra sounding. Plus, like one of my it's most uh, was it one one of my most like looked at tweets that I did was the video of me 
uh, blowing up the crotch of that robot over and over <laughs> again. There's a robot where you get to shoot them in the you get to shoot them in the nuts, and they like break apart. They break into two robots because you shoot like right in the legs, and it cuts all the way through. And I had, I put a video of me just shooting the crotch, and I'm like, this game is fun. And I got I got a whole bunch of likes for it. So yeah, I remember I remember that as well. But yeah, that game's awesome. I I really had a great time with it. Yeah, that one's only two fifty one. So pick that up wow, if it sounds interesting to you. Price that game is really good deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I paid I paid full price for it, and I I mean, I don't regret any of it because I had a blast with it. But I hope you I hope you enjoy it because I thought it was really really good. Like it was one of my, it was definitely I don't think it made my top ten for that year, but it was definitely up there. It would have been in like the top fifteen or something because I really really liked that game. Next one I got was Urban Flow, and this game is like you might remember it from an indie direct a couple months ago. And it, it had been on, on my radar ever since then. It just looked so interesting. It looked like nothing that I've had on my Switch. And I thought I, I could I could check that out. And I kept putting it off. I know it's been on sale for two bucks for a, a while. Like it'll go on and off. It's it's almost always on sale. Um, I'm glad I finally decided to do it because this game is great. It's so relaxing. It's definitely the most relaxing game that I have on the Switch. Like it'll just put you right there. It's like warm cup of cocoa. Yeah. It's, okay. What is it? Um, I, I looked at it and it's like one ninety nine. I thought about getting it, but yes, I don't do really it. understand what you do. Like, why don't you try to sell me on it here? Like, explain sure. so the what game you mechanics. Do it's always a static screen you're watching from above. It's like you have a, you are the traffic cam basically, mm-hmm. and you can see the whole view of the city. And you'll have you'll start off with like maybe two stoplights that you have to operate. Uh, turn one off, turn on the other, make sure that the cars don't hit hit, hit each other. That's the basics of the game. But it kind of adds up uh, bit by bit. And, you know, Jeremy used the term earlier, spinning plates. It's, it's a spinning plates game mm-hmm. where there's going to be more and more plates added to it as you go along. Um, there might be something like, in addition to the different stoplights, you might get as many, you know, I think I've gotten eight stoplights to, stop to manage so far. Uh, you also get different types of vehicles. Like you'll get an ambulance. An ambulance has a timer on it, and it's got to get through the traffic in a certain amount of time. And it can't stop, uh, right? Oh, well, if the lights are on the sirens, it doesn't. It, it will. It light. will stop. It will stop. It's just got a little visual timer on it, okay. uh, like a little green bar that's going down to red. And if it goes down to red all the way, then then that's points off for you. There's other cars like. The garbage truck will accidentally drop garbage, but you have to swipe either on the screen if you're doing the touch mode or swipe with your uh, thumbstick to pick up the garbage. Uh, another one was a tank. The tank will just keep going no matter what, and it'll plow through all your cars. And yeah, different vehicle types, different things thrown in there to keep it interesting. But I can see why it's called Urban Flow, and you know, I, I took the name Flow for the top of the show. Um, because it just feels like when, when things are right, like it's just, you're grooving and you're just totally in it. And I feel like I've I've noticed every time I play the game, when I get there, it's just, Oh, I feel so relaxed. It's so nice. Yeah. It's like a perfect before bedtime game or as I recommend it to you, trans slack. I think this is a great podcast editing game. Yeah. You just zone out, play it. You can listen to the podcast. Or, uh, yeah. I mean, or like podcast uh, listening to game. Like, uh, right. I like that. That was a big thing that I did. I think that was the main reason that I really like Xenoblade Chronicles 1 on Switch is I could just zone out 
especially at the beginning of the pandemic when it just like so much shit was happening. But it's I feel like it's the perfect game when you can just kind of like you can just like zone out and just let your brain just kind of relax, but play this game that feels like so familiar to you. And that was what and the Gaijin Hunter talks about that too about uh how Monster Hunter is for him, but it's like a it's just having that perfect thing where it's just like you don't have you understand the systems enough that you don't really have to stress that much about it. And it, and you can just kind of just like relax and just play the game. And that was a huge thing for Xenoblade Chronicles. One for me was doing the side missions and just listening to whatever podcast and playing the game. And that just helped me like relax. And it just kind of took all the stresses away from whatever was going on. And, and I was like, had this Zen moment and it's kind of like exactly what you're talking about here. And that's, that's what the main reason that I still play games is because of that. It's like just being able mm-hmm. to not worry about like who, you know, what, where you are in life or how, you know, what your money or whatever bullshit and just like, just experience something nice and just let your brain be at peace. You know, it's like yeah. that. It's like that. Uh, I don't know. This like minutes of heaven or whatever they call it in the sound of metal movie, but it's similar to that. Just having like this, just, just, uh, calming meditative thing but involving video games and sometimes podcasts i call it so, tetris yeah. brain but i know what you're talking about tetris it's tetris brain, brain totally sure. yeah well tetris te- again, tetris is still too hectic for me to get to that level but i think it's, it gets relaxing it's different for after a it's, certain point. it's different for everybody you know all different games will get you to that mode but it's like the ultimate zen of gaming that you need you know and some people get that from animal crossing or from whatever else but i think i got that i was that way with hades for a while but for me, it was like, for me, it was grinding on Xenoblade Chronicles 1. That was basically, was that, was that got me to that Zen, was doing stupid side missions that I didn't really care about what the story was with it, but I really liked the battle system. So I love just like running around and just, you know, just doing the, just doing the side mission stuff. That's where it got, why it got really annoying when I got to two, because I couldn't do the Zen brain because I had to, because I wouldn't have the right blades that had the right abilities to finish the side quests. And it just interrupted this whole like peace thing that I had in my mind, so whatever but yeah no it's great that you found a game like that yeah and a game like this too if you if you do decide to you know just play it and not listen to a podcast or whatever thankfully the music is great um Mm -hmm. and it it, you know this type of game the music has to be really good because you're just it's got to get you in the mood it's got to get you kind of you know calm down and all that stuff and this music i think is something that i would like get the soundtrack to and actually just listen to to just chill out and you know read a book or go to bed it's just it's just right there it's so good um yeah if you could find some music for the for the show and put it here that'd be that'd be great because i think it's worth listening to sure i'll I'll put it on there for you i put uh what was it the last one last week's i put I, right after you said that you like the music from um gunman clive i put a song from there from that game Please. in there also so I listen to what you say. I put all the music is always based around what we talk about. So that's actually one of my favorite parts about. Oh, do you really put a song from Dino Wars right here? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't talk about Dino Wars. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Dino Wars has been on plenty other episodes. I know. Trust me. (laughs) It's the music's not. I have the whole soundtrack to Dino Wars, which I think is only like three songs. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's not really that. It's it's not really that. uh, Oh, and uh, the soundtrack to Bible Adventures right now. I have that. I have that. I have that soundtrack too. Well, because it's all stuff that we've done. Uh, I know, but I, but a lot of these a lot of these indie games you can actually buy the soundtracks through like uh, um, Bandcamp and stuff like that, where you pay like. Right? Isn't it? It, 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 it there is still a percentage that goes to Bandcamp, right? Ship but to shore where they do a lot of the vinyl releases. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if they have Urban Flow stuff, but I always, whenever I, whenever I buy something, I, I try to look, whenever I get a game soundtrack, I try to look if I can buy it from the actual person who wrote it before anything else. There's, there's an artist I like who did like something that I, so like, you know, like putting stuff on vinyls, like Vogue is like in Vogue now, but, and, and also cassettes, like people got into doing cassettes. There's an artist I follow, his name's Equip. He does like, um, and I've probably talked about him on the show before. He does, the best way I could describe it is like Sega inspired, uh, what would it be called? Vaporwave kind of, but it's like music, like it's music for video games that don't really exist. So it'll be called like item, item selection screen or like character selection screen. Like that'll be the names of his songs. Oh, interesting. But he, he did a collaborative EP with this other artist and they released it. They only made like 20 of them. So they were sold out immediately. They did wax cylinders. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know who can play <laughs> like, those. Oh, my God. That's obscure. I don't know of anyone who has a wax cylinder player. Like, I mean, it's my... one of those things where, like, you are literally, like, damaging the medium by playing it, I would say. Yeah. Like, uh, it deteriorates. My 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 old boss from Columbia, Larry Capson, he has one. But he's the I only have a, I own a wax cylinder. He's like, the only one that I, I know an of. Edison cylinder that's over 100 years old that my dad gave me for Christmas a few years ago. And he recorded. He, I don't have a way to play it. He recorded an interview with with uh, they might be giants on on a wax oh, cylinder wow. that he had that he showed me. It was like in his office. But yeah, they but might he, be obsolete. But he's an audio. I mean, he's an audio nerd, so he has all this shit. You know, I thought it was cool at the time. As far as I can tell, uh, I can't find the soundtrack to to purchase right now for Urban Flow. So. That's a shame, but you could always do what I did for Solus One Two Eight and and contact the composer directly through Twitter and ask them why their stuff is not available, or just ask them if it is available, you know. And 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 he actually tagged me later when it was available. Uh, so that's a great like cough cough. That's the greatness of Twitter <laughs> is that people will actually contact you back on stuff and remember that you asked about it. And I and of course I bought the album once I saw that, you know, because I you know I asked him about it before and it's here now and i felt like as a lover of video game music i should support the artist so i did yeah no, out of all these games i think this was the biggest surprise for me of how much i liked it i thought it, at best it would be like okay it, it'll be something i play for a little bit and that's that but i think this is going to be in in a permanent rotation on my switch i really like it a lot oh, wow for dollar uh, 99 for buck ninety nine, and it was down from fourteen ninety nine. So get on it while you can, and if it's not on sale anymore, it tends to be on sale a lot. I, I think I think the sale goes through Sunday through through the twenty fifth. Oh, that's right, midnight. Yep. So it goes all the way till midnight on Sunday. So anybody who's still thinking about, and there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. There's a couple more things I'm definitely going to get. Still not sure if I'll get this one or not, but it's really hard to resist anything at a dollar ninety nine. I mean that's cheaper than rental prices even were back in the day for anybody who remembers rating renting games from from uh rental places you know like it's mm. you know anybody who complains about video game prices being high is ridiculous because games are so fucking cheap nowadays that's why i have so many I mean, that i haven't point, played it's like enough buying of a game on the app store yeah only it's on right. your actual console i say take the plunge there's a lot to it and there's even it's up to four players, which I haven't done the four-player oh, mode and, yet. And not to mention, I think there is online. And also, what I found interesting is the the dollar ninety-nine version is the bundle is like the full bundle, so you get everything, all of the DLC and stuff. 
Oh, I didn't even realize that. I knew there yeah. was DLC. I didn't realize that I hit it. Yeah, no, I because I, I cool. looked it. I looked it up online, and in order to get the cheap version, you actually get the full version. If you try to buy the lesser version, it's more. So the dollar ninety nine one is the full bundle with all this other shit that came out later. So I think you'll have a lot to do on there for a while. The next game that I got, um, well, I got two horror games, which I thought were actually kind of similar uh, in certain ways. I got Little Nightmares, which Jeremy talked about a little while ago. Little oh, Nightmares one. Little Nightmares. I did, yeah. Got that for seven forty nine, and I, I enjoy it a lot. I think I don't it know why I avoided out. this game. It 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 down, is freaky. Down from thirty, it's properly yeah. freaky. Yeah, it's seven nine seven forty nine down from thirty. I I think somewhere along back when this came out, I'd read like a couple of not so hot or average reviews, and I kind of let that color my opinion of the game. And I, I had been excited about it because I thought the visuals looked so cool. Well, it turns out the visuals are, are cool, and the game is great. So I should not have listened to those those reviews. I think that was not representative of how good the game is. It's it's, should, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it, you should. I don't think that anybody should fully decide on what you're doing, unless it's I don't know. It's it's best to figure out what if part of it would bother you from whatever they say. But a lot of people, I don't know. I say it's best to just go and buy it anyway. <laughs> I say reviews are the best. I don't really look opinion, at them. That if you're much going anymore. to base whether or not you buy a game on a review, it's going to be if there's something game breaking. If there's something mm-hmm. that's just like glaringly like you know like I, I'm glad I didn't buy Cyberpunk for my PlayStation right. Four. Yeah, that would have sucked. Yeah, that's a case where reviews were really important. Right. Yeah, I probably could have gotten a refund or whatever, etc. But yeah, there's a, there, there, yeah. reviews make sense from time to time. So I think yeah, I I can get what you're saying about Little Nightmares. Um, I I in spite of all the media I saw about it, it just never really appealed to me until one day I was just like, wait a minute. Why doesn't it? Everything about it is like stuff I like. You know, it's got that macabre Tim Burton mm-hmm. kind of style to it. It looks like it's made out of like handmade puppets, and the whole story is like environmentally like the story is told by the environment, not by like, right. actual the lighting and stuff. Yeah, guides your attention in certain ways. There's something that happens in this corner of the screen in the shadows that oh catches your attention Lim- again. And yeah. I loved Limbo. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's it, in a way, it's an evolution of limbo. That is the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. As I was playing it, because I didn't really have an idea of, of what style of game it was, you know, beyond what you had said on, on the show previously, I, I, it started to feel familiar. And I'm like, oh, this is like limbo. Um, it's like the next evolution of limbo. And then when I played the next game that I got, you know, brought that comparison out even more, which I, the next game I got was Inside, which is the game that the, the limbo studio uh-huh. made after limbo. It was spiritual successor to spiritual Limbo, successor, right? yeah. yeah. Same company, different yeah. story, yeah. Yeah, and I got that one for for five bucks down from twenty. I don't know which one I like more, Little Nightmares or Inside. I got to keep playing them both, I guess, and see. But I, I kind of been bouncing back and forth. I'll play both of them at the same time, and I'll go this one to that one, and then back again. Inside is like it's like Limbo, but the visuals are amped up. There's a little bit of color to it. It looks as good as like. As far as the animation, the, it looks it looks like Disney quality. I guess I would say. Obviously, it's dark and you know it has a simple aesthetic all its own. But um, the smoothness of it all, like the way that the character uh, he'll run and he has a little hunch to him, which suggests that he is hiding, which he is. He's you're hiding through the bushes and there's 
like police after. I'm not that far in the game. I don't know. I don't know really that much of the story yet. Um, but I think they're like police after you. And so the way that he moves is indicative of his situation. Or like I was watching how he jumps. He'll keep that sort of arch to his back and he leaps with his feet first and leans back. And it's just there's momentum to it. And it's the quality is just top notch in that way. They pay attention to all the little details in this game. The animation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think it won a couple of game of the year awards, as I recall. I can see why. Probably did at the time, yeah. I'm sure it was. A, it was one of those. And I, I'm looking. I was looking at pictures of it right now, and I, I'm pretty sure that I played a demo of this. Mm-hmm. I know I played there is a demo. I know I played part of it, so it feels very. And I played through Lim- Limbo all the way on PS3 when it yeah, came. When I it loved came Limbo, out there. I played it yeah. on my Mac back when that came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to get through this one too. Uh, the next game that I got was well, I got two 3D puzzle games, and yet again, I felt they were kind of similar in certain ways. First one is Chroma Gun, which I think Jeremy was talking about a little while ago. Did you play it before, Jeremy? I haven't played it, but yeah, I, I think I think I mentioned it because I played a demo of it on PS3. I actually okay. I, I bought this too. I also bought Chroma Gun oh, just because it was one ninety nine, and uh, yeah, I wanted to play. I was interested in playing like a puzzly first person game, but I also didn't want to pay a whole lot for it. And I was like dollar ninety nine, perfect. That's a great price. There it is, it, down from twenty. I have a really hard time resisting a lot of these dollar ninety nine prices because like i bought i bought abzu for a dollar 99 that swimming game and i fucking love mm. that game like that game was so mm. good and i was like i was like man i was, I was like i should buy more of these dollar 99 ones I, like i think they're all going to be just as good for that price but it's it's kind of hard to you know we've talked about how it's kind of hard re- to resist something other under 15 dollars, but two dollars is like like i said it's less than you would pay to rent a game back when you could do that so it's like yeah 199 sure i'll buy it. i mean that's like you'll get easily get a fucking couple hours of fun out of it for two dollars oh, yeah. you know at least like just fucking around with the game and i and i think i played like i just played like whatever the first few levels of it but yeah it's pretty much what i expected right. like, it's like portal except for instead of having portals you have a gun that sprays different colors of paint yeah and the paint activates certain things in the room mm-hmm yeah, so I, haven't, I haven't played too much of it so far, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it. But uh, you know, I, I love Portal and Portal style games, and I will see this one through to the end. Uh, the other one that I got was, I think, the best of the bunch, and it's one that I forgot about. I'd completely forgot about it. I saw it in a, in the August directive last year, and at the time, I was like, I gotta get that game. That looks amazing, and it just somehow dropped off my radar completely until. I was thumbing through all the games on on the eShop, and just the the design of the 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 logo was so intriguing to me. I had I had to take a look, and the game is Manifold Garden. Uh, if you don't remember this game, basically, it's like the visuals are the first thing that that are going to strike you about it. But it's pretty much all black and white three D line drawings, uh, which have like a tan and beige gradient to them. And in its trippiest moments, it looks to me like an Ikea manual viewed through a kaleidoscope. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a piece. It looks like a piece of art. It almost looks like it an looks M- like, like a, a piece of art, like an MC Escher yeah. inspired like world or something like that. I'm watching a video it's, for it right now. Yeah. And I actually I watched an interview with the with the creator of the game. because It was all created by one guy. And there's a reason it looks like a piece of art, because he in his previous career was an installation artist for museums. Like he would go do these huge pieces at museums. Um, and again, it's like, um, 
it's just like so beautiful to look at. It's, it looks it's, like uh, Oberdin a little bit. Yes, yes, I can see that too. There, there was yeah, how Oberdin had the simple line drawings like and all that. Yeah, but it was line drawings. There, there was yeah, a, yeah. there was this game for PS3 called uh, the Unfinished Swan. I don't know yes, if you remember, remember that. that. Where there yep, was like nothing too. there, and you would like put there was like a white it was like a white world where you couldn't see anything, but mm-hmm. you'd like throw paint on it, and it things would get created, and that's how you would like platform through it. Right. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit, but it's definitely looks better than that for sure. Like it's mm. the art on it is incredible. Like a manifold garden from what I'm looking at right now, it looks really really good. Oh yeah, yeah. We said that you know it looked like an MC Escher uh, drawing, and basically that's the case. Like it it. The gameplay for the gameplay, it's like Portal as designed by MC Escher. So the levels are all fluidly connected in this big labyrinth, which is built with impossible geometry. So you ask yourself, like, how do you get through a level, a a world like that, which is connected, but it doesn't visually make sense. Um, That's just the thing is like, you kind of have to abandon all your preconceived notions about what to do in such a game and just let the game lead you. The physical space, it repeats infinitely. So like if you fall off a platform, then you're going to fall and you're going to keep falling and watch that platform pass by again and again forever. Oh, and you can get back until, on it? Until you maneuver yourself because you, you can maneuver yourself in midair. Oh, wow. That, that's cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So you don't, uh, so you don't die. It's just you don't you die. just fall into the into this repeating abyss, but you can bring you yourself back falling. to where you were. Yeah. Well, depending yep. on how, you know, how you can maneuver on there or whatever. Yeah. And the core mechanic of the game is changing gravity. So it's as though you have gravity boots and you can walk on whatever surface you want to. You approach a wall, you press ZR, gravity changes just for you. And so now that wall is the floor. So there's no up, down, left, or right, since that's the case. So instead, there's different colors represent different um, types of gravity. So there's red green, yellow, blue, and purple instead of up, down, left, and right. There's no jumping in the game. You can't jump to get a higher place. So the only way to go up, relatively speaking, then is to change gravity and walk walk up. Oh, interesting. And you have to, as far as the puzzle solving, what you got to do is you got to put colored key blocks into matching colored keyholes to open doors. Um, each color corresponds to a certain direction of gravity. So say red key blocks will always fit in the red direction green key blocks will, will always fall fall rather not fit fall in the green direction etc uh, key blocks they'll freeze in place and they can't be touched unless gravity is set to that color so like say you're on yellow gravity and you're holding a yellow block the yellow keyhole is high above you on another platform and out of reach to your left there's a blue block stuck on the wall it's maybe like a quarter of the way up between you and the yellow keyhole platform so what you got to do is change the gravity to blue now the wall is your floor you move the blue block to give the yellow block a higher resting place that's reachable from the yellow keyhole platform you switch gravity back to yellow move the yellow block atop the blue block change gravity any way that you have to um, in order to walk atop the yellow keyhole platform, grab the yellow key block, put it in the yellow keyhole, open the door, and proceed. Wow. Yeah. Sounds complicated, but, but once you get into it, you yeah. get into it. And, and it just you just 
again, I, I guess I'll go back to my, my name. You just kind of flow with it. Yeah, the basic gameplay is manipulating key blocks and gravity in that way to reach the necessary keyholes and open the doors. So the design is astounding. There is literally no way forward in this game because forward is completely relative. And yet somehow the design guides you to make progress. It's all connected too. So I can't tell you how to walk back to the beginning for a thousand dollars. Like I've, you just have to like be present in the moment with this game. And uh, it's another game that makes you sort of forget the world, forget where you're at. And just, you have to sit there and meditate and just experience be one with the game. Yeah. I love the it. world of the game makes sense in its own context. And it does. Therefore it was, it, that's true escapism when you can exist in a world that has its own rules that are, yeah, that don't make sense outside of the context of that game. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I'm reminded again of how the guy was, he was an installation artist. Um, and it feels like installation art, the game. So like, imagine like your best experience at a museum kind of demands that you forget the world around you, forget the space around you. You just have to be like present in the moment at that exhibit. That's what this game is. And the infinite repeating design lacking up, down, left and right. It leaves you with no other option, but just be fully present where you are in the game. You can like totally lose yourself. So I love it. High, high recommend for this game. Nice. You had a good game week. Yeah, it, sound, did, it sounds really it sounds really cool. I was thinking, uh, you know, since you got since you got all these games, we should. I would. I was gonna say, and you know, you don't necessarily have to do this, but this is just a challenge, as I say. I say I challenge you to beat one of these games by next week. Ooh. And, and you don't have to, you know you don't have to get super into it. But I was just gonna say, why don't I just say I challenge you to make it through one of them, or you can, can maybe even try to do two if you want. But that's up to you. I'm just challenging you to just finish one of them by next week since you have so many of them you know challenge accepted so and i was going to say we we could all do well it says right here manifold garden is about 5 to 6 hours in length so it's not but i feel like a lot of these probably aren't that long but i right. figured you could maybe get through one of them by the next by i the just next, bought uh, chrome again there you nice. go <laughs> i was I'm about try that this week i'll probably end up getting urban flow but I, I feel like there was, if there was anything that you said earlier, Jeremy, that you were going to try to do for next next week, we could do that as well and say that's a challenge and try to hold uh, everybody to I it. I want to try to get to the high level. And high rank, higher. yeah. Yeah, high rank. I would say high rank or beat or make to number beat one. Beat that fucking rampage. Make, or make pack one is what I was going to say. Oh, right, right, right. I don't know what I would say. I don't know what I would say for me because uh, I already did made it to the end of Monster Hunter. Beat Bravely Default 2. <laughs> No way. <laughs> I still have like a good like 50 hours left on that game. But I could I could say that I'll definitely beat another boss, another major boss on Bravely Default before next week. I could easily do that. We could say for that. My totals for this uh, eShop sale, I paid 45 43 for the 13 games. And the total like retail price of it was one seventy one ninety one. So I saved $126.48. Wow. Yeah, so that's like over... A third of the original price, so there you right. go. Right. So uh, indie sales, the indie sales has worked out really well for you. Off of worked the- out really well. My pick of the week, Manifold Garden. Yeah, I'm going to name some good. runners up. Urban Flow. Urban Flow is the biggest surprise of all these games. Maybe the best uh, value too. It sounds like could be the best value too because I'm going to play it for uh, the foreseeable future. And then also Little Nightmares and Inside. 
And uh, and and just to clarify it from earlier, it is I I, I just just double checked, but Urban Flow. If you try to get just Urban Flow, it's fifteen dollars. The only one that's discounted is like the deluxe version that you got, which is cool. I like wow. that they do that. So you got you got an extra DLC thing with it. I don't know exactly what that is, but there was a DLC that was included that was an extra like three dollars or something like that. But nice. yeah, so if you if you're looking for it, and and the sale does go till Sunday. But if you're looking for it, you want to get the deluxe bundle is the one that's no one ninety nine. So if you try to get any of the other ones, they're regular price. I saw they did that with a couple other games too, where it's like if you want if you want the discount, you got to get the full version. So which is cool actually. I don't mind that. I feel like I just bought something that did that, where you had to get where I had to get the whole version to get the discount, and it was I don't I don't remember offhand what it was, but but yeah, it's that's that's cool. Where it's like uh, it's like you can buy it, but if you if you do, you get. You have to get this. You have to. You have to get all, all of the stuff, and that's where you get the sales. So pretty dope. Yeah, I really am interested in this manifold game. Who knows? I might pick it up. Yeah, there's some really. Uh, it, it just sucks you in, and there's some really surprising moments where you think you know what's going on, then things just get turned on their head. Um, it it'll constantly keep you engaged. I'll say that about this game. It sounds sounds like it. Yeah, it's something. I don't think I'm going to get it right now. But I, it is definitely mm. something that I'll pick up later, probably. Also, it would future. make a nice pairing with Super Liminal. Like, yeah, they it's... should put those two games in a bundle and called it the Tripping Balls. Deal. <laughs> it's just like they should have like the four twenty bundle. Yeah, the four twenty bundle that would have been perfect. Yep. It sounds yeah, it sounds like it. It goes it goes uh, with the other stuff. So there you go with the other things that you enjoy. So good on you. Got plenty of games. So I'm just challenging you to play those games. So. And I think you would, for the most part, try to beat one of them for next. Beat one of them, yeah. Glad to hear you have something to play since your uh, Miss Pac-Man machine is down. Yes, that's that's true. Well, uh, let's let's just run through like some new stuff real quick, and then we'll we'll be done. Um, Was it? I just want to talk about what came out this week. Uh, Say no more. Actually, came out. It came out like a couple weeks ago, but we never mentioned it. But I was watching the video of it, and it looks kind of cool. I'm I'm interested. It does look cool. It it looks it looks like Katamari Damacy, sort of. But like in and a you know work setting, yeah. That that game is actually what got me to check the eShop because I was so interested in that game, and I was like, "Oh, let me check out the eShop, put it on my wish list." And then from going to my wish list, I was like, "You know, there's a couple of things on here that I've already bought, bought that I, you know, I should clean up my wish list." And then I was like, "Well, my wish list is kind of thinned out now, so I need to go see what else is in the eShop and you know add some more things to my wish list." So I've added a bunch of things to my wish list, and then I had to take them off again because I bought them all. So there you go. Yeah, because they were all because they say no more. Yeah, well, that's great. I then. did not say. I know. I said yes. Damn it! I didn't learn. <laughs> is this a, is this a game where they throw the printers to the wall and stuff? Uh, from what I saw of it, it's like it's it's funny because it's it's like oh you know so many interns they do like so much for you and they always say yes whenever you want something and it's kind of making it's almost like kind of poking fun at like work abuse like and that stuff like dire that. Dire Straits video. Where uh, yeah, yes, kind of. But there's a part where it's like your boss comes and they're like, "Oh, can I have your lunch?" And you're like, "Yes." And they take your lunch and you have nothing to eat and you're sad. Yeah. And it's like, "Well, you need to say no to everything." And then you just it's you just like running through the office, just yelling <laughs> no, yelling no at everybody, and people are exploding. <laughs> are exploding, and it looks like it looks like Katamari Damacy kind of, and it looks hilarious and Japanese and fun. It's a cure. I'm gonna get this people, game for sure. People pleaser. Yeah. So I mean, it. I I was not to say no. Play this game. Yeah, I wasn't really sure about it, and I watched the video, and I was like, "Oh no, that looks cool!" And the art style, yeah, it kind of looks like Dire Straits, but it definitely, for me, like really reminded me of the Katamari Damacy, 
like the way the characters look, like that low poly, mm-hmm. you know, that no low poly design that I really enjoy. So I was like, oh, this game looks great. And I you can Metacritic. I think you got a seventy something, so it got a good review. And you got like a, you can say no in like every language. Like you can you can alternate it from different different stuff. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's funny. And you can yeah, you can uh, design you know, you can design your own character and unlock a bunch of shit. And yeah, it felt like a Katamari game of saying no. So there you go. The cor- but, the uh, sequel is going to be Mia Moore. Mia Moore, my love. Isn't that from uh, Empire Records? The Say No More, Me and More was like. The, oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen that movie in a long time. But yeah, no, that, also, one, that one looks really cool. What's it also one? reminded me of what was that Muscle March game on Wii? You guys remember that? I remember the name. I don't know if I had it or not. I I swear I bought it for you. We talked about this before. I don't have it though. It's not on my. I think I bought, I, I bought it for you for your birthday. I don't think you did. You bought me Cho was and this e- the one where like you bought me Cho and e- e- which has muscle guys. Yeah, all, that, all their dicks are hanging out, or is that a different game? There was the Cho and Iki games, which I did buy that for Trey. Yeah, that was the muscly one that you got, but I don't remember the Muscle March one. I remember you got me Cho and Iki and the Ninja Gaiden arcade, and that's that's the one ones that I remember. But Muscle March, I don't remember seeing. But but yeah, no, it looks it looks really ridiculous and fun, and I'm yeah, it's definitely on my list. But some other things came out this week, uh, or are coming out this week. Picross S6, which I thought that had already happened, but no, that was S5. But once again, if you want any of the Picross games, they're all on sale, as they normally do whenever there's a new one. So all across the board, there's that. That Bamarang game that Alex was talking about last week, it's uh, it's coming out as well. It's it's like the Nidhogg game, but with, with Boomerangs. It looks kind of interesting as far as like a simple but complex multiplayer stuff. You know, where you're on the same screen. It's on sale for $5.99 right now until the 29th, so that's pretty good. Or $5.89. It's like 20% off or something like that. Also, I put this one on there because Jeremy talked about it a couple weeks ago, but the original Game Boy Color Shantae is coming out on Thursday for $9.99, which I was kind of interested in that. And also on Friday, uh, Eki comes out, which is a Hyper Strange, strange game. Which oh, was cool. which was from uh, Voitech when he was well he worked for Hyper Strange so it's in it's in the group of those games that we talked about when we did an interview with him so I'm definitely getting Eki and it's only like four ninety nine so I mean if that's five dollars like yeah no problem I'll get the, I'm gonna get that game so I'll definitely play it for next week and it and it's like a it's it's like a trippy first person platformer game which I I saw on Twitter the original build of it kind of looks exactly like F Zero like if you watch like. The originally way they built it with all the graphics taken out, it looks like you're the fucking car from F-Zero and you're just moving around like the weird, you know, like there's, there's like loops and jumps and tunnels and stuff like that. Really reminded me of that. But yeah, those those are the games for the week that I thought were interesting and worth pointing out right there. So there, there's a new sunk, Super Monkey Ball game, maybe, that was rated by the Australian Classification Board. Have you guys been looking at this? I'm just not. Monkey Ball News doesn't like... Uh excite me like it used to because you know you know you let's want let's face it there hasn't been a good monkey ball since monkey ball 2 yeah but i mean but there but i think it's time for another one is what i think and sega yeah. seems to be a little bit more interested in restarting their games i i, yeah. I, I never end up getting i didn't end, end up getting the cat one with the yarn balls but it's still on my list mm-hmm. like i'm still thinking about getting it eventually but and there's already been another one actually that's that's also another monkey ball game that isn't done by sega that somebody did so i mean I'm just really interested. I want them to try to do another one like two. Yeah, like one and two with all the yeah. mini games. I thought Banana Blitz like was good. It was it was fine. 
I mean, but you never got the re-release of it on Switch, so you didn't like it that much. I never did. No, because I, I thought using the Wii Remote was actually a, an ideal way to do it. So I think getting yeah. the Switch version would be a step down. Yeah, I think you can still use motion controls, though, since the Joy-Cons do do that. But I don't know. Oh, right. It's just another thing that, yeah, Super Monkey Ball, whatever. But I think one of the things that was really cool, this actually happened today, but uh, Grace Ace Attorney Chronicles got announced and uh, at first I thought it was a new game, but it's not. It's a it's a re-release of 3DS games that never came out here. They were Japan only. And it's basically like a prequel to uh, Phoenix Wright. It's like going way back to like, what, turn of the 20th century is what it says in the in the trailer. But it's like Sherlock Holmes times, but also like kind of feudal Japan as well. I don't know. I think it looks great. I, I, love, those, I love those Phoenix Wright games, so I'm on board. It's supposed to come out in uh, what, like the end of July, July twenty seventh. But and it's and it's a three DS game that never came out. So I like that idea, like uh, of bringing out stuff that was never out here. So I'm excited about it. How? What did you guys think? Did you watch the trailer? I didn't watch, I didn't the, watch trailer, the trailer, but no. but yeah, I am excited. Like you should. It looks good. About I just want more. You know, for me, this, these are good signs. So like you just said, Shantae, Game Boy Color game coming to the Switch. Now you're saying this. 3ds game coming to the switch like yeah keep it coming guys like you're gonna re-release games let's re-release some like obscure handheld handheld games we can't get and uh i'll buy some of them at least like there's so much potential still for the switch library four years in right especially around handheld releases Mm -hmm. yeah well especially and and anything that hasn't you know going back to what we were talking about mother three Anything that has never been translated and is getting translated now, uh, yes. And, you know, it's uh, another another great thing for Capcom here. You know, the, the uh, Monster Hunter people, <laughs> again. We were talking about that, like thing, the Earthbound so. Beginnings game earlier. Like, yeah. Let's get more shit like that. Let's get these games. Like, we got the uh, Fire Emblem game. That was really cool. Yeah. Like, keep doing that you'll get my money there, there's something in the trailer that's funny it's like uh it's like get your pointer finger ready <laughs> you know because because <laughs> of all the cutscenes where it's like you know <laughs> i thought yeah. that they were talking about you know doing touchscreen stuff but i'm like oh no they're talking about the pointing and objection and all that mm-hmm. but, but yeah i mean if you have any interest in those phoenix right games i definitely recommend it i they already have the phoenix right collection on there which that's still that goes like, on sale a lot yeah, I still mm-hmm. really want to beat the first one because I loved it, and then I got stuck on that one case, and I kind of just stopped playing. But I really loved everything I played, and I'm like, I'm going to get this one, and then this will give me like reason to try to get through the other one before it comes out. So I'll go back and play the other Phoenix right that I got. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's a uh, yeah, it's like the it's it's going to be like the original Phoenix right before everybody else. And there was a little if you watch through the trailer, there's like a second where it's showing like old videos and there's one that says 2017 bonus and it has footage from the actual original Phoenix Wright game in there. So I don't know if that like shows that maybe there'll be like some sort of extra thing on there, but it's, yeah, it's two full games, bunch of content, you know, I don't, I don't know what the price is. I don't think, I don't think it's on the eShop yet. I guess, I guess I could have looked for it, but, but either, either way, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I've, I'm uh, it's on my list. I'll, I'll get it, get it for sure. Not like July, really. Like I need any other games for July, but I like I like the other one so much that I'm I'm good to get on board with this one also. Well, that show that I watched on Apple TV Plus, uh, they just dropped a trailer, Mythic uh, Quest Season Two. It's coming up soon, so anybody who enjoyed that show, uh, check that out. Or if you haven't, you know, if you had some interest in it, 
again, Apple TV Plus is only five bucks a month. So I just wish just you get could it watch a month it. And watch that. I just wish you could watch it on a TV that wasn't an Apple TV. That would be how they could actually sell it to people. I'm not watching these fucking things on my phone. <laughs> you know, it has to be TV TV ready. That's my big problem with Apple. True, TV. or you got to get the Apple TV TV. I'm not you know, fucking cube, doing that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not buying that shit. No, no more Apple for me. But uh, yeah, if I could just fucking Chromecast it, I would try it. But they just have to be dicks about stuff like that. Uh, what else? What else do you guys? We are, we already talked about. You know, we talked about Iwata. You talked about Myth Quest. Lego Lego Luigi's saw, coming. Oh yeah, yeah. Lego Luigi's coming. Uh, so it's back to the year of Luigi. So he got. So Luigi was like so put to the side that he wasn't even in the original Mario Lego. Like what the fuck, man? Shouldn't both the brothers be there from the start? That seems so weird to me <laughs> that it wasn't in there from the beginning. And because hasn't it been like a year since they launched that? I don't know. I don't, I don't really follow the Lego stuff, but it's like now we're getting Luigi. It's like finally. What? I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah maybe they kind of wanted to like have a steady rollout of product and you know, an exciting new figure coming out this year. Yeah, you know, it, it makes sense to me. At least Mario Kart Live, you got both of them, or <laughs> you could get one True. or the other. You know, yeah. in the in the Mario Kart thing, I don't know. It just seems like it just seems like so much later. But hey, Luigi, and not and not even till like what September. It's like or coming I, out in or August. August. Yeah, it's like not even. It's not even like now. It's like way in the future. I don't know. Poor Luigi. I've been continuing to buy the. Uh, I keep buying the Gotcha. Uh, little packs you can buy for the Nintendo Legos because those are fun. And uh, I've gotten some repeats at this point, but at this point I've probably given them at least 60 bucks. I think I've bought like 12 of them. So I put some money into this Nintendo Lego, even though it's just a little gotcha uh, packs. I don't know what I'm going to get. Do you, do you, do you buy them from disc replay? What do you know? I just buy them when I go to the store, the grocery store, I always go to the grocery store after work. So it's really late at night. Mm. And uh, I'm like, what else do I want? And I'm like, let's go see if they have a new series of the Mario Lego gotcha. And even though they're still on series two, I'll just buy one or two of them. And they sell them at your grocery store. Yeah. And I just like build them. Weird, right? Yeah. Well, when you they're, expect that. They're Legos. Yeah. There's a whole, it's at Meyer. There's a whole aisle. Oh, Meyer. Oh, right? yeah. It's just Lego. Oh, sure. Yeah. Meyer's, I mean, Meyer has like a electronics. They have an entire yeah. aisle. That's I bought just some. Lego. I bought some amiibo there once, so I mean, I did. Uh-huh. Find, I was able to find some new, some new amiibo there. And I'm so sure it's a fun Jess thing I do because, there. like, I've, I've, you know, there's a point where I was gonna like open one on the show and like build it, maybe give one away, and blah blah blah, this, that, and the other. We ended up not running with that, but I've still been buying them. So at this point, I have several of them, and so far, my favorite one's the shy guy because shy guys are cool. Shy guys are cool. Cool figure. He's just like got a lot of articulation to him after you build him, so it's pretty cool. You think you get Mario or Luigi? No, it's all enemies. What do you think you'll get Mario or Luigi? Now you got a whole fleet of enemies. They have nobody to fight. Will I buy the base set? Maybe when it's on sale. Maybe I think I think they look weird. I've seen it go on sale. Like like the one, the interactive one that we were talking about, the Lego Luigi. Yeah. I think it looks really strange. I'm not really a fan of the art style that they use. Me neither. Like it, it does not look like Me what I want a Lego Mario or it Luigi. It doesn't look like look Mario like. or Lego. No, it does it, I don't like it. It's not really it's I'm not into it. I'm like, why does why does he look like have to why do they have to look like Modoc? 
like the fucking uh, the Marvel uh, whatever uh, machine of death of killing or whatever it's called. It looks like a it looks like a giant floating head with arms and legs hanging. They kind of remind you know. me of. Um, do you remember Visionaries? For whatever reason, it reminds me of the Visionaries, which were a action figure that were really popular when I was a kid. That were like uh, incorporated holograms into like their. Oh hands. yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember like those. Bodies. I actually it reminds bought one. me a lot. Yeah. The design reminds me a lot of that because they were so like bulky because they had to incorporate like a a, a sticker yeah but i mean holographic but, sticker into their design but they still looked like they were still designed like bodies they just had holograms in the middle of them i just bought yeah. one for for jess actually well just bought as and i bought it like at the very beginning of 2020 when you go to places but i, I bought her one from toy du jour when they had their like party where they changed locations and I bought her a little ghost one because she likes ghosts. But yeah, it was it was their characters. They looked like they should look. They're just their faces and bodies were gone and replaced with a sticker. And then it was. But they had some. I remember they had some pretty uh, graphic pictures in there of like dead bodies and stuff like that. So I thought that was cool. Oh but, wow! I yeah, because I had I had a couple of them. I got one for a I don't know one of my birthdays at a roller rink. I got one when I was younger. So so totally random. But do you? Want I wanted to, to mention this because I saw also saw John post this on the slack somebody recreated uh so it looks like super mario brothers 2 the lost levels but it's mm-hmm. super mario usa and i want to play it oh, and i yeah. don't know like maybe it's easy to download the rom or whatever but someone actually went through and you could play you know it looks like you're playing lost levels but you can pick up the enemies and throw them and mm-hmm. it just looks so cool like that's such i'm surprised it took so long to make that like seems like a thing that should have come out years ago but maybe it was hard to make i mean you could kind of do that in mario maker 2 though right because you can i guess so because yeah. there's the mario 2 upgrade so wait no there's if not. you want to do you can yeah there is they Either, added, yeah they added a mario oh, 2 right. thing where you can oh, pick right. people up yeah that's right so yeah. you could make the and i don't know i would say dust off your i think it's digital but dust off your digital super mario maker 2 game and go back in there and look through some of the popular levels. Somebody might have already done it on there after yeah. after seeing this. I kind of wish that they would... I always wish that Mario Maker 2 would let you search by certain things. So you could like yes. search for only like Mario Zelda games. Style. Or uh-huh. you could only search by like Mario 2 stuff. I wish they could, yes. let, you, they could let you do that. But it felt like it was... More comprehensive presentation and search and playlists and all that stuff. Yeah. That would be appreciated. But... Even just like gameplay mechanic, like this one uses this kind of power up a lot. Like I want to play this one. For sure. Do you want to talk about this court case thing? <laughs> For yeah, it's the trial of the century. Bowser versus Bowser. <laughs> so uh, Nintendo is filing lawsuit against hacker Gary Bowser. Yeah. Gary Bowser is the apparent leader of a hacking group called Team Executor. And Nintendo claims that Bowser infringed on the company's copyright in creating and selling hacks. Mm. Okay, so he's making money off it. That's why he's making money. I mean, that's not exclusively why Nintendo goes after people because they went after people making Mario games and dreams. That pissed me off. Yeah, but to do it in this context, it makes sense because somebody's actually generating income from being a hacker. Yes, it's it's not like the it's not like the Metroid Two remake that. Uh-huh. That was just made for the fun of it, and they weren't no, they weren't making any money off of it, right. you know. Where they would shut it, they just shut it down. Just well, they were making their own, also. So whatever, I don't know. They should also require that he change his last name or become <laughs> their their president of NOA. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird that yeah, it's weird that it happens to be like that. That's Bowser and Bowser and Bowser. They just can't but. drop their tropes. They gotta always go after Bowser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why can't they go after Wart this time? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of. I, I mean, it's it's. I find it weird to believe that there's even two people in the world with with Bowser as their last name. I didn't think that was really that was really a something that you see a lot, but whatever. I don't know. I thought maybe they just. Yeah, maybe they just want to shut down. Like for the Metroid thing, it's like, well, we're making it, so we don't want you to make it. That reminded me of another news story that like just happened before we started this. But they're saying they were talking about doing a Knights of the Old Republic remaster, which is something that I've been wanting to play on the Switch because they've been re-releasing all of these Star Wars games on there, older ones. And I figured that one wasn't happening because Disney's pushing this new High Republic that basically like takes place around the same time as that. And maybe they just didn't want them to play a better thing. <laughs> that it took place in that time, but apparently it's happening. So, well, by by rumor, but I don't know. It's I'd like to see it. Is what I'm saying, and I want to see it on Switch because I had that game for my Mac and I never played it through all the way. I be I stopped playing it like halfway through, so I'd like to finish it someday. But is there anything else you want to talk about this? Uh, yeah, there was well, some super potato. Yeah, super potato. I, actually, I, even though I looked at it on eBay, well, uh, we'll talk about what it is. I'm not so, interested. So uh, yeah. Let, so Super Potato, which I went to, I bought t-shirts for my nieces and nephews there, and uh, it's a great place. I bought a whole bunch of games there, and but and it, it's it's like the you know it's the place in Akihabara that people know of to go to go and find these video games. It's like multiple levels in Japan, but uh, they they started an international store on eBay, and I actually looked at their stuff. And the problem is, since you're ordering it from Japan, you're going to have to pay uh, you know international shipping prices. It's so a twenty dollar flat. Shipping rate, so no matter what you buy, yeah. you have to add twenty bucks to it. So. Oh, really? Because I thought the stuff already was pretty pricey. Like, because most of the games yeah. were like twenty, forty dollars, and the stuff that yeah. I bought, stuff I bought there was like five or six bucks. But I didn't really. Yeah. I bought like the Legend of. The, I bought like the Mystical Ninja games that didn't come out here because you can play them without really reading it. And I bought like Tetris Two, like whatever. Uh, what was the other Bombless. one that you got? Bombless. Yeah, I got the Tetris Two Bombless, and I got a. And I just got like random stuff like that. I bought all the Dragon Quest games, even though I can't play them. I just bought them like for my own like love of the series. Yeah. You know, I, I brought. Yeah, a, I bought yeah. Chrono Trigger. Um, I got that on eBay. I think I spent like eleven dollars. Yeah, you can get you know, it. It's like yeah. So the twenty dollars shipping is what kills it for me. I'm just not interested for that reason. Yeah. If they were to change that to where it was based on weight or whatever, it just seems excessive to be like. Yeah. There's nothing that I have my eye on for a, a Famicom or a Super Famicom, which is basically what I would be buying if I was going to buy anything fr- from Super Potato mm. that I really want that I'm willing to pay that much for. A lot but of that stuff you cool. could probably find I mean, elsewhere, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it just makes me want to... I'm excited for conventions again to like pick through their Super Famicom stuff and yeah, they, pay four, 4 or $5 for a game. There were a couple games that I ordered that I just bought, like, Japanese versions of because they were way cheaper. Yeah. Like, stuff that I had sold. Like, I bought, like, I bought Super Metroid. I bought Yoshi's mm-hmm. Island. I bought Super Mario World. I bought yeah, all we these. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah, I bought all these games on exactly Famicom. Because, oh, yeah, and I bought, like, F-Zero, which I had sold, you know, and I, and and a lot of these games actually are in English, even. So, it, like, doesn't yeah, even really Tetris matter. Yeah, fully in English. Because F-Zero was... Uh, com- Chrono Trigger, not so much. Well, yeah, F-Zero was completely the same as the American one. And uh, Yoshi's Island, the uh, little the little boxes are in Japanese, but 
you know that shit. You know, you don't need to read what's happening there. Like, you know what's going on in that game. But it was just cool to have these games again, like in, in cartridge form. And it was so much easier to just get them for Super Famicom. If you alter your, you know, if you alter your Super Nintendo, which doesn't take very long to do if you know how to do it. Do you want to mention the I.O. thing before we go, John? Because you like this guy. Sure, I'll, yeah, I'll mention that real quick. And then there was one other thing, which we missed. So I.O. Interactive, they announced that they will open a third studio to work on a new game alongside Hitman and the 007 game that they previously announced. And so this is going to be a new IP. And I'm a huge fan of this studio, so I'm just excited to see whatever they've got coming. And glad to hear that they are expanding. Yeah. Another, uh, I don't think this is on the notes, but I saw Thanks it. to you, pretty much. You picked yeah, thanks it. to yeah. me. You know. <laughs> well, you did, you, you did support him a, a lot I'm there. fully funding the opening <laughs> of the third studio. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, uh, of companies that we love that are getting bigger, uh, I, I just saw a thing that was showing that, uh, what was it? Um, Monolith. Mon- Monolith. Mon- Monolith is like almost twice the size as it was before. Yeah. Then they have, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I'm just saying they're they're growing pretty much. I mean, a You're going to have of, to get another list. A lot I was gonna be- say they almost fit their their name. It's like they're becoming monolithic. Yeah, well, and also be uh, probably because Nintendo purchased them and made them like second party and all that. But also, it's great that they have this huge. You know, they have a pretty big amount of people. Like they worked on Animal Crossing. They're working on Breath of the Wild too. They're working on what other than whatever the next Xenoblade project is. So mm. cool. You know, that's that's great. Keep making shit. I like it. Last thing that I wanted to mention was there was a little buzz speaking about F Zero. There was a little buzz about F-Zero. So IGN had published uh, this in-depth profile of one of Nintendo's legends, Takaya Imamura, and he commented on the future of F-Zero. What did he say? He said, of course, I've thought about it many times. Uh, He also said that without a grand new idea, it will be hard to bring it back. That's a, and I feel like that's, that's what a lot of people need to realize about games and, uh, Stuff that like isn't you're not seeing release re, uh, sequels to or whatever. That's how a lot of this works in the video game company. Is like you have to have somebody who's actually pushing for it. Like that's mm-hmm. why we're not really seeing any more Final Fantasy VI stuff because the guy who made that doesn't work there anymore, and <laughs> nobody cares about it, even though it is the best Final Fantasy game. That's like well, like we're not really going to see any push for that because there's nobody in the company pushing for it. So if nobody has an idea for fi- for F Zero, we're never going to see another F Zero. That's the yeah. way it works, but we might, but we'll see a lot more Yoshi's because they have a person in there who's making ideas for Yoshi's. Mm. You know, you need somebody in the company who's like has that idea. Like we're never going to see another Earthbound because the guy who made Earthbound doesn't want to do it anymore. He said, "I'm done with it." You know, so I mean, that's just how that's how that works. You and know, the so composer makes, doesn't even work for Nintendo anymore. It doesn't even work at um, yeah, Howl or Nintendo anymore. So it, so that's that's why you that's why you're not you need somebody to actually come in there and say like, hey. I have an idea for F Zero. Let's do it this way, you know. Or, or they need to have a similar thing that's close enough to F Zero that they would turn it into it. I would say like like Dinosaur Planet, you know, Zelda a few times. Another, yeah, like Dinosaur Planet, where they have another party making the F Zero game. So, like, let's have which wasn't didn't they have didn't Namco make an F Zero game? Uh, it was Sega. Sega made the last Sega. F-Zero that's game. right. Well, yeah, not the so not, like not the last one, it. but the the best one. They made the GameCube uh, one. And I would yeah, be at, which would, actually he said to Imamura said that that was the pinnacle. Yeah, he, he considered yeah. it the the ultimate F Zero game, and well, so was, whatever yeah. as whatever would come next would have to top that. And I guess they just haven't come up with a better idea than F Zero GX. 
I think F Zero merged into Mario. Like I think F Zero. It still did, there yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah. It totally became Mario Kart with Mario Kart Eight, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's F Zero levels in there. I mean, and the F Zero right. car has been in there even before that. I feel like it was in mm-hmm. Wii in the Wii one, even like the like the regular uh-huh. Blue Falcon uh, Captain Falcon card was in there. So, yeah. But I mean, what I say what I say back to that is, why can't you just re-release GX? Why can't mm-hmm. we just get a remastered HD version of F Zero GX? I buy that shit for sixty bucks if you sell it for it. I don't care, man. I would I tell mean, they brought it, Pod I, I Racer would... back to the Switch. They could do that. <laughs> yeah, <That'd be> nice. <laughs> and that game was like fifteen. It was it was way mm-hmm. cheaper. But no, I would. I, that's what I want. I, I want them to just re-release F Zero GX in like full HD with sixteen by hey. nine and all that shit. And it would be cool if it had an online mode. I but I don't hold them to it. I'd rather talk just... to the people from Fast RM- RMX. See what they can do. Yeah, just yeah, have they a... should just put out an open call for pitches for F Zero for a bunch of their their dormant franchises that they know will make money, but that maybe they don't want to develop their devote their own resources to. Put out an open call. Well, that's kind of who's got the best ideas. You don't have to make a game, but if we're if we see something that catches our attention, we'll go with it and let you make it. That's kind of like what Sega was doing or has been doing. You know, they have House of the Dead remake doing from somebody else or like the, you know, like uh, they the same thing with Street, Streets of Rage 4 and, uh, you know, like a Wonder, Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap and all that stuff. Like they, those are made from outside people, but they're produced by Sega and all that shit. So why not, why not do that? You know, have somebody else do it, which they, they kind of do. They just need to get a little bit more open about it. But I say if anybody was, if you're going to have any third party make it, I want the guys who did Horizon Chase Turbo to do it because that's the, that's the best racing game that I've played on Switch that isn't Mario Kart Eight. I know I've talked about it a bunch of times, but they would be the I'd, Fast RMX. I, I didn't, I didn't think was, was all that say, good, but they at least understood the concept. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah, the, right. it might be it might come off kind of sterile. But the racing bit. is better on. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. Fast RMX very much. I bought it because nor did I. I bought it twice because well, I bought it on. Wii U because there wasn't much on there, and I bought it again for Switch because there also wasn't, there wasn't anything on, on there, there. <laughs> as well because it was because I wanted a Switch game because I just, because we just got one. You didn't need was, Breath of the Wild because you had it on the Wii. Because I, I had it on Wii U, yeah. Wii U. But yeah, I, I don't know if I had any, if I had pick anybody, I would pick Horizon Chase Turbo because the the control is so good in that game, and I would want them to handle the F Zero shit. So whatever. But I think that's enough for for this episode here. I think we're gonna call it, but. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com. You can find Jeremy and I at Nintendo underscore domain and jmxstack at Twitter. Uh, if you would like to throw us some money for cool merch and extra stuff on Patreon and get extra, get, like, bonus videos of us recording these episodes, or you also get, like, plenty of Patreon episodes as well. There's, like, over 30 bonus episodes that are only only on that. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast. And uh, also, uh, twitch.tv slash Podcast is where I stream stuff. Um, also, this Sunday, Jess and I will be doing a live Oscar watch stream on there. So whenever the Oscars start, I think it's at like 6 or 7 if you want to watch us watch the Oscars. We'll be on there doing doing our commentary episode. that we, I think this is like our fifth one we've done since whenever. It's like 5 or 6. So you can check that out on there. And uh, also, you know, that's for our How Is It Now show, which you can find that on other podcasts we're talked about in the heat of the night was the last one we did and uh youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast we're really close to 300 still you can watch our videos you can watch my pac-man win on there 
try to figure out how to win yourself, I guess, even though I don't think it's really going to help you, but whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's on there. You can see that stuff. So yeah, this has been our episode. We're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Bukowski. John Litter. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to review the Mortal Kombat movie. So come back for that. (laughs) So that means you have to watch it. I'll say see you now. I oh, do I need it? Here, just say it. I, I'll case. send it to you through. Uh, just say it right see now. Ya. See ya. Do it quicker. See ya. <laughs> Slower. Was that Sega? See ya. Okay, whatever. We won't have it. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.